The Canucks dropped a critical point on home ice on Tuesday, falling to the Senators in the shootout. But Bruce Boudreau is expecting a bounce back from his group. We've responded really well in the, in the past. Like, I mean, when we lost a, a few at home to Detroit and Buffalo and that, and then we went on the road and, and beat Colorado and then lost in overtime to Minnesota. I mean, that's the kind of mentality we need. I mean, this is a group that has fought for four and a half months, almost five months now, and they're not going to quit now. Tonight, Vancouver kicks off a two-game road trip in Minnesota against a wild team that has only lost once in regulation time in its last 18 games. It's the Vancouver Canucks and the Minnesota Wild at XL Energy Center in St. Paul. NHL hockey is on the air. This is Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on the official home of the Canucks. Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Welcome inside the Canucks Broadcast Center in downtown Vancouver. Brendan Batchelor and Corey Hirsch with you as we get set for tonight's game between the Vancouver Canucks and the Minnesota Wild. And Hershey, after an overtime loss on home ice to the Ottawa Senators a couple of nights ago, the margin for error for the Canucks has dropped to zero. They've got to go 5-0 and the rest of the way to give themselves a chance at a playoff spot. Hey, things can happen, but they are going to need a miracle, Brendan. Five games tough, a tough game in Minnesota this evening. And this Minnesota team, they are flying right now. It looks as it sits, they'll probably play St. Louis in the playoffs, but they're fighting for home ice in that spot. So they're going to be playing this game just as hard as the Canucks. Both the Blues and the Wild are tied with 103 points in the standings, but Minnesota has played one fewer game, so they're in pole position right now in terms of trying to secure Home ice advantage, good news for the Canucks, Alex Chason back into the lineup and the way he's been playing lately, that could give them a big boost. Character guy, and you know that they like having him in the locker room, just gives them more confidence that this guy can bump up to lines, up the lineup. He's been great on the power play, and man, it's been impressive what he's done when the pressure's been on. Tonight's betting odds are brought to you by Play Now Sports, your local BC sportsbook. The Canucks are the underdog tonight, 250 on the money line, so a $10 bet has the potential to win $15 for a total payout of $25. The scratches, first for Vancouver, Brandon Sutter remains out with long-haul COVID symptoms. Brady Keeper has a fractured leg. Tucker Pullman has a head injury. Niels Hoaglander and Bo Horvat have lower body injuries. Tanner Pearson and Yaroslav Halak have upper body injuries. Nick Patan and Kyle Burrows are the healthy scratches for the Canucks. For the Wild, they don't have Matt Dumba and Jordan Greenway. They both have upper body injuries. Tyson Jost has a lower body injury, while Marcus Foligno is in COVID protocol. And the former Canuck, Jordy Ben, is a healthy scratch for Minnesota tonight. The starting goaltenders first for Vancouver. It's Thatcher Demko back in between the pipes. 5-0-1 in his last six games with a 9.30 save percentage. And with Halak out injured, Demko may have to run the table and play all five remaining games the rest of the way if the Canucks continue to win. At the other end of the ice, it's Cam Talbot. He's been on fire of late. 11-0-3 in his last 15 appearances with a 9-1-8 save percentage. The Wild will start the game with John Merrill and Dmitry Kulikov on the blue line. Up front, it's Kevin Fiala, Frederick Goudreau, and Matt Boldy. The Canucks counter with Oliver ekman Larson on left defense, 
and Tyler Myers to his right. The forward line has Matthew Highmore on left wing with Yuho Lamico down the middle and Will Lockwood on the right side. It's the Canucks in the Wild coming up next on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Welcome back inside the Canucks Broadcast Center in downtown Vancouver. Brendan Batchelor and Corey Hirsch with you as we present tonight's game between the Vancouver Canucks and the Minnesota Wild from XL Energy Center in St. Paul where it's just about time to drop the puck on game number 78 of the season for Vancouver. The Canucks are 38, 28, and 11 coming off an overtime loss to the Ottawa Senators a couple of nights ago. The Minnesota Wild sit in second in the Central Division with 48 wins, 21 regulation losses, and seven more in overtime or the shootout. The Canucks are wearing the road white uniforms with the blue and green trim. They'll skate from left to right in the first period. The Wild in their home green jerseys with tan and red trim going from right to left, and they control off the opening faceoff to the Wild. Dmitry Kulikov in his own zone, passes left wing to center for Matt Boldy. Turned it over to Matthew Highmore, gets it ahead, long shot off the left wing by Lamico, stopped by Talbot, but he spilled a rebound. And now Kulikov gets it out to center. Left wing for Boldy into the Vancouver zone with a long shot that Demko kicks out to the corner. Now Frederick Gaudreau to the point, long wrist shot by John Merrill, is snared by the glove hand of Thatcher Demko, and he'll hold on just 31 seconds into the first period in Minnesota. Oh, we've got Demko versus Talbot. Talbot is 10-2-4 career in 16 starts against the Vancouver Canucks. Which, so he's played very well. Although Demko's having a great season himself. Fortunately, he didn't get the win against Ottawa outright, but he's got 33 wins on the season. Had to come in in relief in a game that he was expecting to spend on the bench after Yaroslav Halak had to leave after the first period with an upper body injury. He is not on the road trip and Spencer Martin is backing up Demko tonight. Shot for the right point by Spurgeon across the Vancouver line, was held out by Demko. Hughes plays around to the near corner for Chason, and he'll float it high in the air and out to center. Jacob Middleton back at his own blue line, goes D to D to the far side for Spurgeon, played it right wing to center. It was tipped in behind the Canuck net by Nicholas Delorier. And Demko out of the goal, cleared to the far corner. Delorier broke it up. But JT Miller plays it loose, can't get it out of the zone, and it's tipped back deep behind the net where Jules Eriksenek controls. Eriksenek protecting it on the end boards from Quinn Hughes. Passes to the right wing half ball. As the Wild continue to cycle, now Kaprizov shoots for the high slot. It was blocked by Shen. Rebound goes to the far boards, and Brodeen shovels it behind the net for Zuccarello. Around to Kaprizov, left wing. Plays behind the net for Zuccarello, who stumbled but kept the puck. Dropped it to the right circle for Ryan Hartman. He'll rim it around to the left point for Brodeen. Over to the right side, Goligoski sweeps it in behind the net. Kaprizov gets it again, left corner. As the Wild are working the cycle in the Canucks zone, and finally Alex Chason breaks up a pass to get it out to center ice. Yeah, they'll just, that's what they'll do. They'll just grind it out. They're not a team that, now they've got, they can score, but they're not a team that's going to be a really fancy. They are a team that is just going to keep wearing you down, wearing you down in the zone. Kaprizov with a centering pass, left corner in the Vancouver zone. But it didn't get through to the intended target in front, then Kulikov holds in right point. Around to the near corner for Kaprizov, and again for Hartman on the end boards. Cycles it around to the far wall, held in by Kulikov at the line. For Kaprizov in the corner to Zuccarello, top of the point with a high wrist shot, he missed the net. And Dickinson gets it near corner. 
Behind his own net for Travis Dermott. Funnels it up the near boards. Dickinson will play it off the dasher and out to center. As Besser goes after it on the forecheck of the Minnesota line. But Kulikov is back to it and the Wild will set up their breakout. Nearly three minutes into the first period. No score. The Canucks in the Wild. As Tyler Myers is back to the puck behind the net. Lost it down low. Brandon Duhame feeds to the line long. Drive from the left point. Went wide of the net. Off a one-time chance by Jared Spurgeon. And now Sheldon Dries gets it to center up the left wing for Matthew Highmore. And he'll clear it into Minnesota territory. Go after it on the forecheck while the rest of his line mates change. Canucks hold it in the zone. Brad Richardson, far point, actually wasn't able to hold in. He stick-handled out into the neutral zone before playing it back down low to Highmore. It's offside against the Canucks. 3.22 into the first. No score for Minnesota. Well, as far as this game goes, Minnesota missing some key players. They're missing Greenway, who was tough on the Canucks in the last game. They're missing Felino, COVID protocol. He's a guy that hits hard. Matt They're, Dumba with Matt an upper Dumba body injury too. Skill, yeah. And then Tyson Jost is out too. But losing Felino and Greenway, those are two very physical guys. And that actually helps the Canucks. Canucks win the neutral zone draw and Shen dumps it behind the Minnesota goal. It rims around to the left point and Quinn Hughes has it. Hughes to the right side for Shen. Tried a shot. It was tipped wide of the goal. And Erickson Eck has it far corner in the defensive zone for Minnesota. He'll carry up the boards. And bank it right wing to center for Nicholas Delorier, who clears it deep into the Canuck end. Shen back to it on the end boards was hammered into the wall by Nick Bukestad on the forecheck. Bukestad pins Hughes to the boards behind the net as well. It comes free right side for Delorier. Back to the line for Goligoski. Long wrist shot. Hit Bukestad's side of the net, tries to shovel it in front on the backhand, but it's tipped away to the boards. Then he gets it back in the slot with a one-time chance, and Demko held it out. Now Goligoski, left point, dumps it behind the net. Erickson Eck is hit into the boards by Shen. Minnesota working the cycle very effectively. Canucks have spent most of the first four minutes of this game hemmed in their own zone. And now Pot Colson skates to center and dumps it behind the net of Cam Talbot. Now Minnesota has 88 first period goals. The Canucks 54, so they are a team that the Canucks have to be ready for right off the start. One timer off the right wing. Teed up from the far boards by Kevin Fiala. That held out again by Demko, and Will Lockwood is out to center. He'll dump it into the left corner in the Minnesota end. Lockwood on the forecheck. Can't get to the puck. Frederick Goudreau plays it free instead for Fiala. He goes rink wide to the near side for Matt Boldy, and he'll float it high in the air to the Canuck line. Knocked down by Lamico, but he couldn't clear. Goudreau held in for Boldy. Now to the right circle, Kulikov. Side of the net, Fiala mishandled it. Boldy gets it left corner. Again for Fiala below the goal line. Pinned to the boards by Brad Hunt. But Fiala darts away with it right corner. Up the boards to the top of the point. Kevin Fiala passes left circle for Merrill. Tipped it in behind the net and Goudreau's got it right corner. Canucks caught in their own zone. All five Vancouver players have been on the ice for more than a minute. But now Lockwood fights it out to center. And the Canucks can get a change. Minnesota's out shooting Vancouver 5-1 to one as we near the six-minute mark of the first period. It looks like they're just trying to wear them down. Wear them down and wear them down, and that could be a good setup for Minnesota come late in the game. Fiala, left wing in the Canucks zone, trying to wind into the slot, spins and shoots, but missed the net. And Pedersen ties up Hartman behind the goal. Hartman tried to center, gave it away to Myers, and here come the Canucks to center. Besser to the Minnesota line, left wing for Pedersen, throws it to the goal, and Talbot stopped it off the left pad. 
Now Hartman clears back to the red line. Myers knocks it down again for Garland. He'll dump it below the goal line in the wild zone, and Spurgeon retreats to it behind his own goal. Now, like I was saying, Minnesota knows it's their fourth game in six nights. Now here's Hartman down the left wing to the goal, fanned on a shot in front. As Pedersen lost his stick, now there's a drive from the near point. Held out by Demko, and he'll hold for the whistle. 6.21 into the first, no score. The Canucks in the wild on Alpine Credits, Canucks Hockey on the Sportsnet Radio Network. 6.21 into the first period. There's no score between the Canucks and the Wild in Minnesota. Be a player. Bet on hockey like never before with Play Now Sports, your local BC sportsbook. You're listening to Alpine Credits, Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Own your home. Alpine Credits can get your loan approved. Alpine Credits, homeowners get approved. Visit alpinecredits.ca. Wilder out shooting the Canucks 6-2 and have dominated the early portion of this game. Thatcher Demko has been the busier of the two netminders. As Hartman wins a faceoff in the Vancouver end and it comes to Kaprizov top of the point. Well, Kaprizov throws it to the goal. It tipped off a stick and wide into the near corner. And now Pod Colson on the near side fights it to center for Chason. Chance for a two-on-one. Alex Chason into the slot for Hughes going to the goal, but the puck was rolling. He couldn't settle it and wasn't able to get a shot as Brodeen tied him up as well. Now Miller, left corner. Right point for Shen. Dumps it down the boards for Chason. Behind the net for Miller. Again for Chason on the end boards. Out the left wing side. Throws it in front. It bounced off Miller's skate. Then Talbot held it out in the crease with his right pad as the Canucks push back and create a couple of chances. They've still got it in the zone. Hughes at the left point. Passes high slot for JT Miller. Miller dumps it down into the right corner. Pod Colson gets it behind the net for Chason. Protecting it from Brodeen. Left corner, Hughes to Miller. Bottom of the right circle, centering pass. Pod Colson missed it. Hughes gets it into the slot for Miller. Couldn't shoot as the puck rolled away, but he settles it again. And the Canucks keep the pressure on. This wild line is tired. They've all been out there for more than a minute. As Hughes shoots left point, it's tip, rebound in front. Chase on on the backhand, can't tuck it home, goes behind the goal. Then centers in front. It's intended for Miller, but broken up at the side of the net by Goligoski. Wild still can't clear, they're exhausted. Miller's got the puck back, played a pass to the line that was tipped out to center by Kaprizov, and the Wild get the change they desperately needed. Oh, missed opportunity for the Canucks. Miller had a chance, puck rolled off his stick, and then Chase on. Same thing at the side of the net. Drives in on the forecheck right wing, is knocked down and lost the puck. Wild back the other way, Duhame with a backhander off the right wing, held out by Demko and Brad Hunt passes left wing to center. Where Brad Richardson settles it and clears it behind the Minnesota net. Just past the eight minute mark, first period. No score between the Canucks and the Wild in Minnesota. Brad Hunt, left wing, dumps it behind the wild goal, drives his after it on the forecheck. Tied up by Merrill. Dickinson into the battle as well, as is Brad Richardson. And Dry's doing great work, protecting it from Merrill, tried to center from behind the net, but it's broken up by Kulikov. Near side for Duhame. Clears to the line, but again, the Canucks hold in. Dickinson right corner. Plays it behind the Minnesota net. Kulikov back to it, chased down by Besser, gave it away to Hunt at the left point, and he'll dump it back in below the goal line. This time it's found near boards by John Merrill. He gets it out to center, and Connor Dewar dumps it behind the Vancouver net. Now, Canucks started out a little bit slow. Looked like they were just trying to feel Minnesota out a little bit. And now they've started to take it to them, moving their feet, a little bit more speed. 
And they're in on the forecheck in the Minnesota end. Garland to the right point for Myers with a shot that missed the goal. Settled on the left wing by Ekman Larson. He'll clear around to the right wing wall. Pedersen after it, beaten to the puck by Jacob Middleton. Cleared to the line, Myers held in but gave it away to Middleton and now Spurgeon gets it out to center on the far side and Erickson Eck tips it into the Vancouver zone. Delorier on the forecheck, tried to center from the right corner. Myers blocked the pass and now Ekman Larson has it near corner. Almost to the midway mark, first period. Still no score, the Canucks and the Wild. Miller, or rather that's Lamico, right wing at center, dumps it in. It's cleared around to the point, far side, just held in by Quinn Hughes. He'll play it deep into the zone on the backhand for Highmore in the right corner. Behind the net for Lamico. Tied up on the left wing side by Spurgeon. He's able to play it loose behind his own net for Jacob Middleton, who fires it high off the glass near side and all the way down. This will be icing against the Wild with 9.47 remaining in a scoreless first period. Make sure to get your tickets for tonight's online 50-50 drop. Go to Canucks.com slash online 50-50 to enter. Ticket sales close at the end of the second intermission. Must be 19 plus and located in BC at the time of purchase to play. Know your limit, play within it. Uh, it said the Canucks were four and six. They will be four and six. This is their third and four. As they head to Calgary to play the Flames on Saturday night. And that's where Minnesota sees the opportunity to wear them down. Canucks win the draw in the wild zone. And Pod Colson has it right corner. Dumps it behind the net for JT Miller, protecting the puck from Frederick Gaudreau, but Jared Spurgeon is in to get it. And he plays it high on the backhand for Kevin Fiala, who escapes the zone. Fiala up the left wing for Matt Boldy, dumps it behind the Vancouver net. Brad Hunt back to it. Demko out of his goal, stumbled at the side of the goal, went down in a heap. But he's back to his feet and back in the net, and the Canucks get it out to center ice. That Brad. should have been a penalty, Brendan. That was one of the Minnesota players that kicked him in the back of the skate. You can't touch the goalie. That should have been automatic two minutes. You can't trip anybody away from the puck, let That's alone if right. they're the goaltender. Exactly. As Sheldon dries in his own zone, goes rink wide to the far boards for Brad Hunt. Canucks settling things down in the defensive end. Now drives right wing into the Minnesota zone, trying to backhand shot. Stopped by Talbot as it bounced to the net. And he'll hold with 8.45 left in the first. Still no score. The Canucks in the wild on Alpine Credits. Canucks hockey on Sportsnet 650 in the Sportsnet radio network. All season long, when a Canucks player scores a hat trick, make sure to tune in to the postgame show for a shot at a Triple O's prize pack, which includes a $100 gift card. Triple O's burgers are 100% fresh Canadian beef, which will definitely cause cravings. 8.45 left in the first period, no score. The Canucks on the Wild in St. Paul. Brendan Batchelor and Corey Hirsch with you tonight from the Canucks Broadcast Center in downtown Vancouver. And we'll have a face-off coming up in the Minnesota end to our right. Uh, we were talking, it was Fiala that ended up tripping Thatcher Demko, and that's dangerous. That's why it's called. It wasn't on purpose, not accidentally on purpose maybe, but I didn't think it was on purpose. No, but. he's skating by the net, and yeah. Demko comes around the side of the goal as he's skating by. It's still automatic. As the Wild win a face-off in their own zone, and Kaprizov gets it right wing to center, and into the Vancouver end to our left. Demko out of the goal. 
Throws it around the far boards. Elias Pedersen plays it loose to Brock Besser. He'll fire it up the right wing for Garland. Now for Pedersen through the middle with a hard wrist shot. Uh, it was blocked by John Merrill. Comes back to the line for Tyler Myers. Right point. Through it to the goal. Tipped by Besser and just wide. Past the stick side of Talbot. Couple of good chances for the Canucks. Myers down the right wing into the slot for Garland. Try to one-timer and hit Besser at the side of the net and went into the far corner. Now Zuccarello passes to the red line for Kaprizov. Left wing to Hartman. Into the Vancouver end. Drops to Kaprizov. Back to Hartman. Fanned on a chance in the slot. And it never got through on Demko. He had a clean look but completely whiffed on it. Wild keep it in the Vancouver zone nonetheless. Zuccarello tried to center for Kaprizov, but it tips off a Vancouver stick and out of play. It's 7.48 left in the first. There's still no score between the Canucks and the Wild. Wow, unbelievable chance for Hartman. Right in the slot, right down the pipe. And Brendan, I can't even give him a scoring chance because he missed the puck, and then Zuccarello misses it. A slippery puck this evening. Went off a Miller stick, chase on for scoring chances, and then right there, Hartman and Zuccarello. Wilder out shooting the Canucks seven to three. To this point in the game, should have been eight to three after that chance yeah. for Hartman, but he never got it on net. And they're forechecking in the Vancouver zone. Gaudreau gets it right corner. Tried to play it down low, but Pod Colson broke it up. Plays behind the net for JT Miller. And again to Quinn Hughes in the far corner. Hughes, left wing to center, tied up by Goudreau. Tried to play it back to Shen, turned it over. Boldy goes left wing for Fiala into the slot. He missed the net with a clean shooting chance after a nice toe drag to get around Shen into the middle. And the Canucks are awfully lucky that Fiala missed the target on that opportunity. I'm not sure how you missed the net either from where he was standing. And he can rip it. That was the best chance they've had all game. Canucks back to work in the Minnesota zone. Travis Dermott can't hold in right point, though. Retreats to center, makes a nice move to avoid some pressure, though, and dumps it back in around the end wall. Spurgeon on the far side. Goes behind the net for Brodine. Cleared it around the near boards. Knocked down by Dermott for Brad Richardson on the right wing side. Now to Sheldon Drys behind the net. Tied up by Spurgeon. Richardson's in to get the puck. Left point for Brad Hunt. Long shot was blocked in the slot. And Frederick Goudreau on the near boards tried to clear, gave it away to Dries, who shot wide of the net. Now it's held in again, left point by Brad Hunt. His long shot is turned aside by Cam Talbot, and the Canucks will change as the Wild have time to set up the breakout. The Canucks playing very safe right now, Brendan. Now they're just trying to grind it out as well, not giving up anything as far as odd man rushes other than the Fiala chance. However, they don't have the tenacity they had at home the last couple games. Here's Lamico, left wing to the Minnesota line. Long shot was blocked. Ekman Larson followed up. That one was deflected wide of the net as well. And Erickson Eck gets it to the far side for Goligoski. He'll clear out of the zone. And here's Erickson Eck, right wing into the Vancouver zone. Plays left wing for Delorier. His shot was blocked by Myers. Comes back to the line. It's teed up by Merrill from the top of the point. And Demko made a good save off the path. Now Highmore on the near boards, clears out to the red line on the backhand. Canucks could change with five and a half minutes left in the first period. And there's still no score between Vancouver and Minnesota. I only have the chances at two to one for Minnesota right now as well. Eight shots, but only two chances. That means a lot's coming from the outside. Now Connor Dewar trying to drive to the net. Out of the left corner in the Vancouver zone. Lost the puck, here come the Canucks the other way. Besser gets a long wrister to the net. 
off the right wing, but Talbot's there to hold it out. 5.06 left in the first. No score. The Canucks in the wild on Alpine Credits. Canucks Hockey on the Sportsnet Radio Network. 5.06 left in the first period. There's no score between the Canucks and the wild. Brendan Batchelor and Corey Hirsch with you from the Canucks Broadcast Center in Vancouver. Time to take a look at who's doing the work. And tonight for the Canucks, it's Thatcher Demko. He stopped all eight Minnesota shots in his sixth consecutive appearance for Vancouver. And he might have four more in a row coming up to finish out the regular season. We'll have to wait and see. But for now, Thatcher Demko is doing the work brought to you by Douglas Lake Equipment, your trusted and closest Kubota dealer to Greater Vancouver and the Thompson, Nicola, and Peace River regions, DouglasLakeEquipment.com. Wild win a faceoff in their own zone, and Matt Zuccarello dumps it wide of the Vancouver net. Demko out of the goal, clears around to the far side, Kaprizov. Center for Zuccarello, back to the line for Goligoski, who tried a shot, but it was blocked. And Luke Shen passes to center for Elias Pedersen, who dumps it into the wild end. Talbot out of his crease, rims it around the near boards. Pedersen knocks it down for the Canucks. Protects it from Kaprizov. Tried to center into the slot. Hartman blocked the pass. Besser holds in at the point and has it left circle. Into the slot for Pedersen, tried to tip it to the goal. Hartman's able to control. Around to the far side for Zuccarello, who fanned on a clearing attempt, dropped his stick. And Dermott holds in left wing. Travis Dermott to the right point for Quinn Hughes. Passes to the left circle, Besser, low shot, stopped by Talbot. Rebound in front is swept to the goal by Pedersen, but Talbot was there to make the save. With 4.15 left in the first period, and still no score between the Canucks and the Wild. Well, we've talked a little bit about Brock Besser. He's been hot in the last few games. Two, and, two goals, three assists, five points since he's been back. And Man, he's been playing very well. 10 power play goals. Contract's up. He's an RFA at the end of the year, so that'll be interesting to see. But hasn't played very well against Minnesota in terms of Brock Besser. Only got one goal in nine games. Canucks win the draw at the Minnesota end. And Alex Chason has it right corner. Cycles to the end boards for JT Miller. Miller. Out the right wing side to the line. Brad Hunt, long drive stop by Talbot, and he covers up the rebound for the whistle. Make sure to stay tuned for Canucks Central at the intermission. Satyar Shah and Dan Riccio will go to the guys for instant analysis as soon as the period concludes. Like I was saying, Brock Besser, you know, four points, a goal, and three assists against Minnesota, where he's from. Family usually shows up at the games. Sometimes that puts a little added pressure on a guy. Especially when you're younger. Canucks win the draw. Dermott with a shot from the line. Tipped in front. It trickled between the legs of Talbot, but he's able to grab it between his legs and get the whistle. As the Canucks have started to turn the momentum back in their favor in the later stages of this first period. Yeah, they've started to play a lot better. A couple more scoring chances. A nice tip there in front by Pot Coles. Actually, it's Chase on. I thought it was Pod Colson, but he had his stick in there front. as well, did Pod Colson. And some guys just so good at tipping pucks. I remember Joe Newendike used to stand in front of you, and he could tip anything. JT Miller behind the Minnesota Nets, and in front for Chase on, who just chopped it wide from in tight. Good luck for Alex Chase on in his return to the lineup, but now the Wild are out to center, and Bukestad carries right wing into the Vancouver zone. Try to centering pass. Intended 
for Spurgeon, who was up in the rush. It never got through, and now Pod Colson carries behind his own net. Near corner for Brad Hunt, plays ahead to Alex Chason. Lifts it high in the air, up the right wing, into the wild end, and the Canucks complete a change. Nicholas Delorier back to center, left wing for Erickson Eck. Dumps it to Delorier, left corner in the Vancouver zone. He'll rim around to the right wing side for Nick Bukestad. Under pressure, is forced to dump it to the left boards, and Delorier's onto it again. Back to Bukestad, right corner. Poke check by Myers. Dickinson gets it free, turned it over in the slot to Bukestad. Was tied up by Hunt, played it back to the line for Merrill. Over to the right boards for Kulikov. Watched on the wall by Brad Richardson. Myers in to get the puck, makes a nice play to lift it high off the glass out to center. But Dickinson can't catch up to it at the Minnesota line, and here come the Wild again. Goudreau into the Vancouver zone on left wing, tied up by Brad Richardson and cleared by Sheldon Drives. Brandon, this is clearly one of those games that first goal is so important. And then usually after that, the game ends or opens up a little bit. But right now, both teams very cautious. Wild have been a very high-scoring team of late. They've only lost once in regulation. And their last 18 is Goligoski gets a shot from the line that was blocked in front. And now Brodeen has it left point. Again to Goligoski, right side. Rims it behind the net. Fiala is there to meet it left corner. Tied up along the boards by ekman Larson, who knocks it loose for Myers behind the net. And he'll get it high around the glass all the way down. This will be icing against the Canucks. With 1.51 remaining in the first, and as I was saying, Hershey, one regulation loss in the last 18 for Minnesota. In 16 of those 18 games, they've scored at least three goals. Wow. And that's that's right up there with the top in the NHL. They've been playing extremely well, but you know what that tells me? They're due. They're due for a loss. I jinxed Demko last game, too, with the shootout. <laughs> I hope I didn't do it right there. Had a fan on Twitter blame me. <laughs> it's all your fault. It's all my fault. They... I wish I had that kind of power, Brendan. As the Larshiders might like to chant, actually. Yeah. It's all your fault. Why were they chanting it at me, though? <laughs> that was when I played, too. But that was Larshide when I played that was chanting that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, what by a the great way, man. It was nice to see Tommy stop by the booth yep. the other night. Very kind man and always nice to have a chat with him as we got a penalty coming up here looks like it's going to be against the Canucks and I think it's Matthew Highmore who's being escorted to the sin bin and so the wild yeah the first power play of the game with 118 left in the first period uh, it's just on the back check and I can see why he's frustrated he just kind of grabs on but he does trip a Minnesota player, it could have been both interference or tripping. But just add to Tommy Larshad, Brennan, he had COVID, you know, struggled for a bit, now doing very well. For anybody out there that knew that, looked really good the other night. It's good to see him at the game. Always good to see Tommy. As Canucks go to the penalty kill, with 118 left in the first period. And they win the faceoff. There's a high stick right off the draw, though. And one of the Canucks, it's Brad Richardson, down on the ice. He is oh bleeding boy. profusely from his face and is going to skate off immediately to the Canuck bench. Oh, boy. This does not look good. Well, As John Sanderson is there to help him. Oh, man. And no kidding, four-minute double minor. There was a ton of blood, and it's Kaprizov that caught him in the face 
right off the faceoff. Oh, and it's almost a swipe of the stick across his lip, which Capriza, I mean, he was right away, he was worried about Richardson, but you know, this happens and it's so unfortunate. Uh, definitely an accident. And honestly, thank goodness it was where the stick was because he'll be able to get some stitches and you know, you don't want to see that, but it could have been worse. As he is now being taken down the tunnel. Oh man, that was ugly. 114 left in the first. No score between the Canucks and the Wild, and there's going to be a delay here as they get the ice crew out to oh. shovel up some of the blood. Never want to see that, but again, better than an eye or something else like that. Well, and again, wood, we're you know? assuming. Yeah. It didn't look. It looked like it caught him like on the upper lip yeah, almost, exactly. maybe just below the nose. You never want to see that, and you could see Kaprizov right away. Concern for Richardson. And completely unintentional, no, we should point absolutely. out as well. He's just trying to jump forward off the draw, and his stick rides up and catches Richardson in the face. Well, we'll get some news on that, and hopefully he's okay. And so once they get things cleaned up on the ice, we'll play four on four for the remainder of this first period. And then... And this, again, we, we talk about this every time this happens, Hershey, but the Wild just had a four-second power play. So they'll go to 0 for 1 on the power play. It's so ridiculous. Because that happens it? right off the draw. And then the Canucks, at the end of this four-on-four -four situation, will have a four-second power play of their own, assuming there's no more penalties. So both teams will be 0 for 1 on the power play with a combined eight seconds of power play time. It makes zero sense to me. And we've talked about this. It should be per two minutes. Actually, sorry, six seconds, because it was only three seconds after the penalty. I mean, and it, it's everybody around the league, so I guess it even though it just doesn't make sense to me, though. You don't get true power play statistics. Playback underway, four on four here with 110 left in the first. No score of the Canucks in the wild. Here's Connor Garland, high slot, left wing. Travis Dermott to the net in tight. Missed the target as he tried to elevate it over Talbot, but sent it over the goal. Now a hand pass against the Canucks as Garland bats it down to Dermott. We'll have a neutral zone draw into the final minute of the opening period. In terms of games of note on the out-of-town scoreboard tonight, the LA Kings host the Chicago Blackhawks. That one gets underway at 7.30. Canucks will be hoping for a Chicago win in that one. And in a game that starts at 6 o'clock, so you know, about 20 minutes from now, the Dallas Stars are in Calgary on the second half of a back-to-back -back after losing in Edmonton last night. And the more Dallas loses, the more the Canucks and the Golden Knights have an opportunity to try and claw back. Fiala across the Vancouver line trying to split the defense, but Quinn Hughes stole the puck from Doubles back into his own zone with 25 seconds left in the period. Hughes, right wing for Pedersen, across the Minnesota line to Garland, down the left wing, behind the wild goal. Spins and plays it to the left corner for Pedersen with a dozen seconds left in the period. Back to Hughes of the line, long shot, tip. Talbot made a great save with the left pad off a strange deflection. And now Myers gets to the point, right side. Hughes with a one-timer, missed the goal. And that's gonna do it for the opening period.
as the Canucks get maybe their best chance of the period in the dying seconds. And Vancouver actually will head to the dressing room ahead on the shot clock, 11 to 8. But after one, there's still no score between the Canucks and the Wild in Minnesota. Time now for instant intermissions with Satyar Shah and Dan Riccio. Time to break down the first 20 minutes. This is Canucks Central at the intermission of the official home of the Canucks. Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Travis Dermott to the right point for Quinn Hughes. Passes to the left circle, Besser, low shot, stopped by Talbot. Rebound in front is swept to the goal by Pedersen, but Talbot was there to make the save. Canucks and Minnesota Wild tied at zero after the first minute, first period of play, and this is Canucks Central at the intermission on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Satyar Shaw with Dan Riccio, and the first intermission report is brought to you by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed pro all the way. Get your thoughts in to our Dunbar Lumber text inbox 650-650 and we'll break down everything we saw in that first period despite the fact that it was scoreless and it was uh, not a lot happening for the first 10 or so minutes of that uh, first period. It got pretty eventful towards the end including a bit of a scary situation at the very end where Brad Richardson takes a high stick from Kirill Kaprizov which drew a double minor and nullified at least uh, the, the penalty Highmore took on yeah, Capri saw, which led to the power play. The Wild were on initially, took them off the power play. The Canucks will get a power play uh, about a minute and a half or so into the third period, uh, second period coming up. But of course, some concern for Brad Richardson, who it looked like on impact with Capri stick hitting his face, blood came gushing out. So you just hope that he's going to be all right. Looked to be in a lot of discomfort. Yeah, it was Capri uh, just had his stick in a really um, dangerous position kind of uh, up into the, the chest area, and then as he's trying to turn and get towards the puck below the goal line, it just smacks Richardson right flush in the face. And, you know, it's completely accidental, but reckless with the stick, and you hope for the best with Brad Richardson, uh, who is definitely uh, immediately down and obviously blood uh, all over the ice. So... He's been a really solid addition for this team as a fourth line forward and somebody who's really helped the penalty kill. Uh, so you can only hope for the best with Richardson. That period, I know the Canucks were under pressure for a lot of the first few minutes sat, but they kept a lot of it to the perimeter. And the Wild did eventually get a couple of real nice chances. Uh, Hartman fanned on one. Fiala uh, did the toe drag into the middle of the ice and eventually missed with his shot. But those were the two best chances. Otherwise, most of the Mm -hmm. zone time that the Wild did have, it felt like the Canucks did a good job with their D-zone coverage to keep a lot of it out on the perimeter. You know, uh, you're right about how Minnesota started off that game. And yeah, you can look at Vancouver and say, hey, maybe they weren't quite as ready as Minnesota. But Minnesota came out strong as as a home team. But Vancouver kept all that to the outside. For that first seven, eight minutes, Minnesota did did not have a single shot from a high danger spot. 
despite the fact they were kind of circling the outside and they had a decided advantage territorially for the first seven, eight minutes of that period. And then it started shifting after a strong sequence from Alex Chason with Miller and put Coles in. First, it starts with a two-on-one break to some degree. Yep. Chason can't get the puck over to Quinn Hughes. But after that, it leads to a lot of zone time. And what the Canucks have done a really good job of in the offensive zone is to get it. They've been able to get inside. A lot of chances they've had or the few chances they were able to generate all came from inside that slot area on rebound chances. So what they're doing is they're beating guys to get to the net and they're also able to generate some offense by moving the puck east-west and in finding a guy in that middle portion of the ice. And a couple times shots have been blocked like the one uh, where Besser shot it. It goes off Pedersen yep. and almost goes into Pedersen on a rebound. You know, obviously Talbot makes that save and Chase on ha- and Besser had an incredible tip opportunity right in the slot where Pedersen hit him and he just missed it. So they've been doing a good job of breaking down Minnesota and getting to that middle area and getting some chances now keep doing that in the second and actually score on those opportunities it's it's exactly the formula that bruce boudreau wants right um we know what we are our top two lines are going to have to score if we get a if we get anything going at five on five they had the best opportunities in this period and that's the way it's going to be but you kept it to a fairly low event first period and you hope that you're able to take advantage on special teams. Like we talked about in the pregame, the Wild do not have a good penalty kill, at least percentage-wise. So you've hopefully got to be able to take advantage of that as a team that has really been on it and is a top five power play since the All-Star break. Yeah, and I mean, that power play the Canucks have is going to be the advantage here, especially coming into that second. You have to take advantage of those spots. Now, I like what they've done at even strength, but for the most part, that was a low event period, and that's exactly what you want. And, and even if it's you go... a good road period. It, it was a really strong road period. I mean, and even when you go by just the overall shot attempts, the Canucks had more shot attempts yeah. than Minnesota did, even though Minnesota had the edge early on. And all the high danger scoring chances were on Vancouver's side of the ledger in that period. So if they continue doing that, they should be more than fine and not giving Minnesota too much you're right they had the one chance where Fiala missed the net and yeah. I love what Cheech said on the broadcast that it was uh it <laughs> karma was, it was karma for <laughs> Cheech Fiala. is the best man. for for, for uh, uh Fiala tripping up a Thatcher Demko looked like a bit of a slew foot or maybe intentionally play man. accidentally on purpose it certainly seemed yeah. that way he got away with it and it should have been a call absolutely but uh, like Cheech mentioned a little bit of karma with the fact that Fiala missed the net and outside of that there was one chance Hartman had and he couldn't handle the puck in the slot outside of those two chances chances. I can't really think of any good scoring opportunities that Minnesota Wild had. So if you keep playing the way you've played at even strength, you're doing a good job. Yeah, they've been able to keep a lot of it out to the perimeter and even here on at four on four, uh, the Canucks getting a couple of chances just towards the end of the period, you know, uh, with Kaprizov in the box, Minnesota's most dynamic forward for this type of game situation is off the ice. That's Mm -hmm. something the Canucks can take advantage of, right? When you throw out uh, Miller with Garland or Miller with pods, Pedersen with Garland or Besser, you know, get, get your, your studs out there and try to take advantage of the wild who don't have their dynamic player available to them right now while you're at four on four. Yeah. And if you are able to, 
push the pace a little bit here at four on four as well. And they did a little bit. They had a couple yep. of chances there. And it gives you an advantage. Anytime you see Kaprizov in the bench, that's four minutes right now that he can't be out there for yeah. you. Now, he doesn't really kill penalties a ton, but we'll see if they're able to take some sort of advantage on it. But overall, I really like what the Canucks were able to do. And just with their discipline and their defending, and we talked about how against the Ottawa Senators, they, they lost re- that. They'd lost that. They did not get out of position at all. And there's a few times, even Tyler Myers, who we talked so much about, and you know, we were having the discussion during Canuck Central today that uh, maybe uh, he's one of the guys that has changed the minds of fans the most this season with his play. But there are a number of times where he made the absolute right read and he stayed in the right spot on a couple of transition opportunities the Minnesota Wild had. And just by being able by making the right read and say standing right in the slot in front of the in front of the net and taking away that that cross ice pass, he was able to take away an opportunity that other Otherwise, oftentimes earlier this season, we'd see the player make the wrong read, get over aggressive and try to go towards the puck carrier and all of a sudden open up that seam or being unsure about what space to occupy. So their discipline, I really liked in that first period. Keep that going. And I like their chances the rest of this game. Uh, Myers, this coaching staff has really been able to rein him in. And it's it's been a gradual progression as the season has gone on. Yeah, But you're really seeing Myers... Uh, be a little bit more attentive to detail on when he should uh, take chances and take risks and when he shouldn't. And I think that's one of the biggest things about his game that often gets criticized is just when he's pinching, when he is chasing the puck rather than holding down the fort in front of the goaltender. Those are things that Myers can clean up. They're simple adjustments to his game, but it seems as though he has finally started to take a mindset of, I'm just going to make the safer play right now and wait for an opportunity otherwise to make a more dangerous play. Mm -hmm. The one player I do want to focus on, uh, Besser had a couple of really good shifts again here in this first period. And we've talked so much about Besser and what he is as a player, where he goes, where he is moving forward. But this is the version of Brock Besser that we need to see more often. This is the guy, like the guy that we've seen in these last two games, who's been really dangerous. It took him some time to get his feet under him against Dallas, but once he scored on that two-on-one, he really started to go. He really started to get his feet moving. He was seeing the ice well, defensively and offensively, where you see him intercepting a neutral zone pass yeah. and getting in the way, kind of doing those things that... They're like three times on one shift. Right, yeah. lead more, lead to more offensive chances eventually, um, and also just seeing the ice really well with where he's passing and the spaces he needs to occupy to get into shooting areas. That's well, what Bester's doing really well right now. And he always has the capability and the yep. ability and the, and the intelligence to do those things. It just sometimes doesn't move his feet enough. And and that's kind of what gets talked about. And when he does, he can be super effective. And you're right about that in that play. And when he's playing at his best, he's not just being productive. He's doing all those other things that you mentioned. And when he's able to do that, you see the impact he can make. But too often when he's not scoring and he doesn't have that confidence and that get up in his game, he just becomes such a less impactful type of player. And it becomes so jarring because his lack of speed is noticeable. Yeah. When he's not moving his feet. It, it really is. And and that's, you know, that's when you can get the Besser is invisible and Besser is too slow and all of these takes that we've uh, all talked about at different points of the season because we've seen it. um, That's that's the part of Besser that you don't love to see. I also am really liking that we're seeing a return of the chemistry between him and Pedersen a little bit which was completely disappeared at the beginning of this season. It wasn't there. And the fact that that's coming back, and we we touched on it a little bit on the pregame show, but even bigger picture, if 
you know, the questions also come down to who fits with whom yeah. on this team long term. And if JT's here or not, if he's not here, who's going to be the guy that Besser works with? He hasn't played with Pedersen a lot. But now when you're seeing that again, it gives you some confidence knowing that if you're coming back with those guys, you feel good about where yeah. he's at. There was one play in that first period where they had the offensive zone. Besser's carrying the puck uh, kind of towards the upper left half of the left circle. And he passes it into Pedersen in the slot. Pedersen goes for yeah. a quick touch pass. And Besser, you can see him getting ready to just have the quick release and get it on net, but they weren't able to pull it off. The Wild defended it well, but you're seeing you know, them on the same wavelength of what they need to do to create really top-end scoring chances. We'll see if that Pedersen, the Besser connection, can come through in the second period where the Canucks and the Minnesota Wild are scoreless through 20 minutes of play. Let's take a quick look at the betting odds for this game now. The live action odds through 20 minutes and after one for the first period, sponsored by Play Now Sports, your local BC sportsbook. And uh, according to Play Now Sports, the money line for this game Still has a Vancouver Canucks despite having a strong first period, and it is scoreless as the underdogs. The money line has them at 2.3, Minnesota at 1.54. Now, as far as the total goals in this game, well, no goal scored so far. So if you're looking at over five goals the rest of the way, there is some value in going at 2.5. But if you think it's going to be a low-scoring game, under 3.5, it pays out at 2.5 if you're making a bet. So we'll see if this game has a few more goals in it because so far none through the first 20 minutes uh, there'll be at least one goal in this game <laughs> yes whether it's a shootout or <laughs> it'll happen there will be one we'll see when it comes uh Canucks got to carry this into the second period. They do, and uh, I like how they played in that first, but now you got to come through on the scoreboard, and the Canucks have a power play coming up as long as they don't take a penalty early in that second period. And Batch and Hershey, they have the call coming up right here on the home of your Canucks, Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Welcome back inside the Canucks Broadcast Center in downtown Vancouver. No score between the Canucks and the Minnesota Wild at XL Energy Center in St. Paul as we get set to go to the second period and Hershey the Canucks were much better in the second half of the opening period than they were to start. The start was pretty much all Minnesota however the Canucks really came back in that period in the second half it looked like they sat back a little bit you know they knew Minnesota was going to come hard we said that Minnesota scored 88 first period goals the Canucks only 54 so they knew that Minnesota was going to try to attack right away and get one early and I think they sat back, played defensively, and then when they could attack, they went to it. And that was the difference in the second half of that period. Teams will start the second period at four on four after the penalties to Highmore and Kaprizov. And of course, Hershey, I was talking about the Canucks getting a three second power play. It's actually a two minute and three second power play because of the <laughs> double minor to Kaprizov. And an opportunity for Vancouver to open the scoring coming up in a matter of seconds. Still doesn't make sense. Once the Highmore penalty expires, 42 yeah. seconds into the period. Four second power plays. Uh, the Canucks, like you said, second half of that period were very good. Canucks in white are skating from right to left. The Wild in green are going from left to right. And they've got it in their own zone. Matt Zuccarello out to center. Trying to pass left wing for Goligoski, he couldn't handle it. And Zuccarello plays back into his own end for Brodine. Now Ryan Hartman with a pass to center, knocked down by Matthew Highmore. 
It's cleared back to the Canucks zone. Ekman Larson goes across to Myers. And again for Ekman Larson, just five seconds left in four on four. Canucks are controlling the puck, waiting to head to the power play. Miller's got it in his own end. Highmore's out of the box. I actually mixed him up with Lamico just a couple of moments ago. Pedersen had four shots in the first period, Brendan. He's keeping up with where he left off. Canucks are now on the power play, brought to you by Play Now Sports. Get $250 to Play Now Sports, BC Sportsbook. Hughes, top of the point in the Minnesota end. Stick handling with the puck. Feeds right side to Pedersen. To the faceoff, Doc Quick shot kicked out by Talbot. And Pedersen's after it on the boards. Doug it loose to the line, but Hughes couldn't hold in, and he's got to go back to it in his own end. A tough start early for the Canucks on the power play. They've got 11 power play goals, though, in their last eight games, and that's how you win games. That's why they've been playing as well as they have and are in this position. Pod Colson, left wing in the wild zone, dumps it behind the net. Pedersen gets it top of the right circle. Passes to Miller, left wing boards. Miller towards the goal. Drops it to Hughes in the high slot. Back to Miller, left circle again to Hughes. One timer. It was tipped wide of the net and Miller gets it again left wing. Under a minute left in the Vancouver power play. Miller to the point for Hughes. Again to Miller, left wing. Back to Hughes at the blue line. Again to Miller, now to Hughes. Right side Pedersen. Stick handles with the puck, back to Hughes. High slot, left wing, Miller mishandled the puck. Spurgeon gets it and slaps it all the way down the ice. Well, Minnesota's such a smart defensive team. They know exactly what the Canucks are going to do on the power play. They've moved it around a little bit. But JT Miller losing the puck under pressure, that was tough to take. Besser, left wing into the Minnesota zone, leaves near point for Ekman Larson. Back to Besser, left wing at the hash marks. To Ekman Larson for the line with a wrist shot that was tipped in front by Garland. That might have caught the outside of the post, but it stayed out on the wild clear to center with 10 seconds left in the Vancouver power play. You know, Canucks doing a nice job of getting sticks on pucks in front of Talbot. Just can't score. And the power play is now over. It was brought to you by Play Now Sports. Get $250 to Play Now Sports. BC Sportsbook, Kaprizov out of the box. They attempted a stretch pass for him, but it went down for icing, and the Canucks will have an offensive zone faceoff. 2.53 into the second period. Still no score in St. Paul. No, the Canucks down a man with Richardson getting hurt. Actually, Brendan, he's back. Wow. Sitting on the Vancouver bench. Looks like he's had some repairs. It just could have been a very bloody nose. And but yes, he's had some repairs, but I didn't expect him to be back. That's great news. Canucks win the draw. Matthew Highmore, left corner in the Minnesota end. To the near point for Travis Dermott. Tried a shot, it was blocked. And deflects out to center ice. Tyler Myers plays it ahead for Will Lockwood. Left wing for Highmore, deep into the Minnesota end. Centered in front, Lamico tried to tip it home. Lockwood was after it too. Neither of them could steer it goalwards. And Tyler Myers has to go back to the pocket center ice. Oh, great job of driving the net by Will Lockwood. He's not afraid. He's got 44 hits, Brennan, in 11 games. That's physical. Lockwood to the Minnesota line. Takes it into the left corner. And passes into the slot for Quinn Hughes, who was poke-checked by Matt Zuccarello. And he leads the rush to the Vancouver line on right wing. Zuccarello drops to Kaprizov. Left wing for Goligoski with a hard wrist shot. That missed the net. And it caroms back out to center ice. Zuccarello with a heavy pass up the left wing. Goligoski missed it. 
Canucks are back in possession. Brad Richardson back onto the ice, plays it up the right wing for Jason Dickinson, and he'll dump it behind the Minnesota goal. Talbot out of the net, tried to clear. It bounced into the slot, Dickinson couldn't settle it, and here come the Wild. Zuccarello into the slot, Frederick Gaudreau rips a hard wrist shot over the crossbar, and it deflects out of play. 4-14 into the second. Canucks are out shooting the Wild 12-8, and there's still no score in the game. Brandon, I'm not sure what to make of this game. It's been interesting, very defensive, go in for a chance, get back out, play defense. Cagey, I would very describe it cagey. as. Very cagey, you're right, exactly. And it's you know, from the last couple games we've seen where it's been just all out blitz by both teams, this has been a very cagey game, Brandon. Good word. Wild win the faceoff. Both teams being patient, waiting for their opportunities. And both playing pretty sound defensively. So there haven't been many opportunities. No, I, I've got the chances at 4-3 to three for Vancouver right now. now here's Ekman Larson, left wing into the Minnesota end, dumps it behind the goal. Found on the far side by Fiala, tried to center in his own zone, turned it over to Miller, threw it back towards the net, Pod Colson tipped it wide. And Miller beats Fiala to the loose puck on the right wing, but tried to play it down the boards. Fiala knocked it down to center for Boldy. Again for Fiala, left wing Goudreau into the Vancouver zone, to the back door, they score, Kevin Fiala! The Wild capitalize in transition as Kevin Fiala extends his personal point streak to eight games, and it's 1-0 Minnesota. Uh, this is JT Miller jumps in at the far blue line, and he's trying to steal a puck, but what do you never do? Jump in through the middle. And sure enough, that sends Minnesota the other way. They come down, and Tyler Myers, he ends up trying to poke the puck away and it ends up a 2-1-0 with Fiala at the back door on the glove hand side. And he one times it upstairs, but he didn't need to. He could have put it on the ice. It was a tap in. Minnesota up 1-0. Fiala scores his 31st of the year, 4.53 into the second. The time of the goal is brought to you by Chroma Kai, Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at chromakai.ca. And so the Canucks find themselves behind on the road. And they're back forechecking in the Minnesota end. Brock Besser, right circle. Carries to the line. Rims it behind the net. Connor Garland takes it on the end. Wall set in front for Pedersen. He scores! One-time shot and a bullet from Elias Pedersen from the middle of the ice. And just like that, the game is tied at one. No, this is a fantastic response from the Canucks. Minnesota caught standing around, not picking up guys, but the Give the Canucks credit. Sometimes off of a goal, you'll end up getting back on your heels. Canucks go right back at Minnesota. Puck goes behind the net on a good play from Brock Besser. And he's got Garland behind. And Pedersen fills the middle with a one-time slap shot through the legs of Cam Talbot. And the Canucks have answered back. We're tied at one. Pedersen's 30th of the year comes just 38 seconds after the Fiala opening goal at 5.31 of the second period. The time of the goal is brought to you by Chroma Kai, Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at chromakai.ca. 30 goals for Elias Pedersen. A true resurgence after a tough start to the season, and that's impressive from the 
Young Canuck to reach the 30-goal plateau after the way he started. Unbelievable. And Brendan, that's his fifth shot of the game already. And I think we jinxed things by saying this game was cagey because as soon as we did, <laughs> The teams traded goals, and we'll see if things open up a little bit more now or if they close back down with the game tied yet again. Yeah, absolutely. But let's give Brock Besser credit on that goal, too. He held the puck in, and he threw it behind the net to Garland. A smart play there, and he's got another assist. Here's Ryan Hartman, right wing into the Vancouver zone. Drops to Carroll Kaprizov. He's tied up by Brad Richardson. Shovels it out to center but only as far as Jacob Middleton. He goes back into his own end for Jared Spurgeon. Left wing to the red line, Zuccarello tips it in. Wide of the net of Demko, who steers it far corner for Jason Dickinson. And he'll pass it ahead to Sheldon Drys at center. Again for Dickinson, right wing. Tried to dump it in, lost the puck. And Duhane carries left wing into the Vancouver zone where he's hit by Tyler Myers. Connor Dewar on the forecheck for Minnesota. Gets it to Duhane, right wing side. Back to the near point for Spurgeon. Left side, chance in the slot. Backhander is fired wide of the net by Jacob Middleton as he drove the middle of the ice. Now Spurgeon gets it, high slot, wrist shot, he scores! There was traffic in front and Demko never saw it as Jared Spurgeon restores the Minnesota lead. It's two to one. Well, Tyler Myers knows right away he completely screened his goalie in front of the net. And he's battling one of the Minnesota players. And then this goes back to Spurgeon. It's Dewar that he's battling, and Demko can't see a thing. And then Dries goes to the point to block it. It goes through his legs. And then past the glove side, up high on Thatcher Demko. And Brendan, you're right. We know how to open up a game. Two one Minnesota. Here come the Canucks again <clears throat> into the Minnesota zone. Miller right wing feeds top of the point for Brad Hunt. Long drive missed the net. Yeah, if you're going to take the blame for the shootout the other night, then we can share the blame for this one. As Pod Colson is robbed by Talbot in front, Hunt threw it to the net off the left wing. Talbot made the initial save. And then tonight, Pod Colson on a backhand rebound in tight. Canucks nearly tied the game again as Quinn Hughes has to go back to it behind his own net. I love how the Canucks at least fight back. And a lot of times, like I said, a goal can change the momentum. And the Canucks keep fighting back. Quinn Hughes back to it behind his own net for Vancouver. Just past the eight-minute mark of the second period, Minnesota leads 2-1. to one. And here's Pedersen into the wild end. Dumps it left corner for Garland. Was tied up by Goligoski behind the net. And now Alex Goligoski clears far point. Held in by Shen. Left side for Hughes. Into the high slot for Pedersen. Throws it to the goal. Blocked in front by DeLaurier. And that allows Erickson Eck to clear it into the Vancouver zone. Quinn Hughes from his own end. Chips it ahead into the wild end of the ice. Brodine near corner. Carried out to center on right wing. Feeds ahead for Delorier. Right side, Bukestad. Long shot stop by Demko. Ekman Larson gets the rebound in the near corner. Protects it from Bukestad behind his own net, but then loses it to Delorier on the left wing side. Back to Middleton of the line. Right side for Spurgeon. Darts into the slot. Drops to Middleton with a drive. Besser blocked it in tight. 
Looked like it might have stung him, and the Wild keep it in the zone. Delorier left wing with a shot. Bounced off a body in front through the slot to the near wall. And Ekwin Larson gets it high off the glass and out to center. Now here's Highmore, forces a turnover. In on goal, he scores! Matthew Highmore pounced on a loose puck at the Minnesota blue line after Spurgeon bobbled it. And just like that, the game is tied at two. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, Brendan. This is unbelievable. Spurgeon does not make mistakes like this. He gets the puck back, and he just bounces off of his stick. He gives it right to Highmore, who's chasing him down. Then he falls, and Highmore goes in all alone on a turnover on Talbot, and he goes blocker side shelf. And what a shot that is. And just like that, we're tied at two again, Brendan. Fifth of the year for Matthew Highmore. Comes at 9.22 of the second period. The time of the goal is brought to you by Crow Mackay, Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at crowmackay.ca. So the Canucks have answered the wild at every step here in this second period. It was 1-0 Minnesota. It was 2-1 Minnesota. And now it's tied at two as Pod Colson carries right wing into the wild end. And clears it behind the net. Miller, right corner. Trying to play it back to the far point. Gave it away to Kaprizov, and he'll wind out to center on left wing. Brought it in across the Vancouver line. Looked like it might have been offside, but a pass through the slot tips over the glass and out of play. 9.57 left in the second. It's 2-2, the Canucks in the wild on Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. 9.57 left in the second period in St. Paul. The Canucks and the Wild are tied at two. Be a player. Bet on hockey like never before with Play Now Sports, your local BC sports book. You're listening to Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Own your home. Alpine Credits can get your loan approved. Alpine Credits homeowners get approved. Visit alpinecredits.ca. Face off in the Vancouver zone to our right is won by Yuho Lamico. Back to the corner for Luke Shen. Tried to clear it out of the zone, high off the glass. Kaprizov held in, but Matthew Highmore follows up and gets it out to center. Highmore's fifth of the season tied this game at two, an unassisted marker at 9.22 of this second period. As Demko makes a save. Left wing off Kulikov. Time of that goal brought to you by Crow Mackay, Western Canada's trusted accountants. For over 50 years, find out more at chromakai.ca. Lockwood, right wing at center, is knocked down by Kulikov, and then the Canucks go offside at the Minnesota Blue Line. So the faceoff will come out into the neutral zone. All right, we're just talking at the break about the energy around the game. It's just so different from the ones that were here in Vancouver. And the fans here in Vancouver brought an electricity to it. Doesn't sound you know, from our vantage point, we're in a studio, but doesn't sound like the electricity. But maybe that's because we're it's in the always hard to well. tell when you're not there. And, you know, the Wild don't have as much to play for right now as the Canucks do. They're going to the playoffs. They're playing for home ice advantage. They basically know they're going to face the St. Louis Blues in the first round either way. So I would imagine fans in Minnesota are just patiently waiting for that series to get underway. Well, and again, which benefits the Canucks, because maybe you get a team that's not quite at their best. 
Brock Besser deep in his own end. Traded it back in front of his own net. Demko had to let it go wide of the goal. Now Ekman Larson on the near side. Trying to clear the zone. It was held in by Chafee. And now it's floated high in the air. And they're going to call it icing, even though the puck hadn't reached the goal line. Elias Pedersen's not happy about that. Arguing with linesman Brian Pancic. Should mention the referees tonight are Kendrick Nicholson and Chris Lee. The linesman, the aforementioned Brian Pancic and Andrew Smith. And there'll be a faceoff, I believe, back in the Vancouver zone. Actually, they're going to take it at center. So they're going to recognize they made the wrong call. And the Canucks will be allowed to change. I like how the officials can at least recognize when they made a mistake. You know, when I played in the last century, 1884, <laughs> they That's two would, centuries they would never, ever admit that they made a mistake. Never. 8.40 remaining in the second period. It's the Canucks on the wild, tied at two on Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on the Sportsnet Radio Network. 8.40 remaining in the second period. The Canucks and the Minnesota Wild are tied at two at XL Energy Center in St. Paul. Brendan Bachelor and Corey Hirsch with you tonight for the Canucks Broadcast Center in Vancouver. Thanks for joining us along the Sportsnet Radio Network for tonight's game. Whether you're on Salt Spring in the Lower Mainland or wherever you're tuning in, we appreciate you spending your evening with us. Let us know where you're listening from. You can reach me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Batch Hockey. He's at Corey Hirsch on Twitter, Corey Hirsch72 on Instagram, and our flagship station is at Sportsnet650 on Twitter and Instagram. Canucks have it in the Minnesota zone. Travis Dermott, right wing, dumps it behind the net. Picked up there by Frederick Gaudreau. He plays near corner for Matt Boldy, who gets his head up and banks it left wing to center, trying to find Kevin Fiala at the Vancouver line, but it's broken up. Dickinson tried to pass ahead. Chason couldn't handle it. And then Middleton from his own line chops it ahead to Gaudreau, who brings it into the Canuck end. Left wing for Fiala, far circle. Down low for Gaudreau, below the goal line. Tried to center for Fiala. Miller broke it up and tried to clear the zone, but Boldy batted it down and kept it in for Fiala. Right point. Long shot was blocked by Podkolz and comes to Boldy in the near circle. To the line for John Merrill. Left point, Dmitry Kulikov with a heavy drive. He missed the net. Boldy and Dermott fight for it in the right corner. Brad Hunt behind the goal. Played it up the far boards. Kulikov holds in left point. Now chase on far side. Chops it ahead for Miller. He'll sweep it out to center. Merrill back to it at his own line. is chased down by Pod Colson and plays it up the right wing for Erickson Eck, who once again goes deep into the Canucks zone. Now Delorier behind the Vancouver net. Out the left wing side. Rims it behind the goal. Pod Colson gets it near boards. He can't clear. Held in near side by Erickson Eck. Down the right wing for Nick Bukestad. Going behind the Canuck net. Watched by JT Miller around the left side. Into the slot for Erickson Eck. He's stopped by Demko. Great save for the Canuck goaltender as Brodine holds in right point for Bukestad through it to the net. And Demko stopped that as well. Nick Bukestad again on the right wing. Battled off the puck by Brock Besser. And that allows Pod Colson to float it into the wild zone from the wrong side of the red line though. And it's icing against the Canucks with 6.32 left in the second. And Vancouver and Minnesota tied at two. Well, Canucks are gassed. This line is gassed. And they've been out there for a while. Thatcher Demko's made a couple of good saves to keep this tied at two, but this could be dire. Dermott and Hunt have been out there for more than two minutes, both of them. The forwards, 
Miller's played a minute, 24 seconds. Pod Cole's in a minute, 20. Besser, 40 seconds. And this is a crucial defensive zone faceoff. Miller and Hartman to take it in the near circle to our right. Linesman making sure it's contested fairly, and this buys the Canucks some time to gain a breather. And then Miller wins it cleanly back to the corner for Dermott, who floats it high in the air out to center. Great play, and they're able to get the change that they needed. Oh, that looked like one of those punts that goes out on the one-yard line. What a great play by Dermott. Now here's Garland with speed to the Minnesota line, driving wide on the right wing. Leaves for Pedersen, far circle. Made a nice move away from Spurgeon, tried to center from below the goal line. But Hartman blocked the pass. And the Wild will escape the zone. Spurgeon fires it up the left wing for Kaprizov. He was tied up by Shen as he tried to carry into the Canucks zone. And Connor Garland brings it back to center and dumps it in. Canucks playing a little bit more defensively right now. Minnesota starting to take it to them in this period. But still, Canucks playing very smart, keeping everything to the outside. Hughes near corner in his own zone, chased behind the net by Hartman. Brought it on to the boards for Zuccarello, who turned it over. Here come the Canucks, chance for a three-on-two if they hurry. Lockwood down the left wing, into the Minnesota end, delays in the corner, drops to Highmore, who shot through traffic. It was blocked in front. Bounces free to Connor Dewar, and he'll skate it out to center ice. You know, Shen and Zuccarello were going at it. He cross-checked Zuccarello in the back, and then Zuccarello turned around and two-handed him across the arms. And no calls on either of them. Canucks would probably take that trade-off if they did call coincidental penalties. Well, Zuccarello's had a fantastic year. 22 goals, 53 assists, 75 points. John Merrill behind his own net for Minnesota. Clears it around the boards near side. For Chafee. Goes right wing to center for Dewar, and he'll clear it in behind the Vancouver net. Luke Shen, far corner. Tied up on the boards by Brandon Duhame. It comes loose near side for JT Miller. Dewar pins him to the wall. But instead, it comes free to Luke Shen. He'll pass left wing to center for Jason Dickinson, who gains the red line and dumps it in. Kulikov behind the Minnesota goal. Tied up by Dickinson, cleared far point. Pedersen held in, dumped it towards the net. But Merrill knocks it down. For Frederick Gaudreau, right wing at center, turned it over. Here's Besser, back into the Minnesota end. Over to the right wing. Besser passes left circle for Hunt. It was tipped away by Fiala. Otherwise, Hunt would have had a great one-time chance. And the puck is cleared back to center ice. It's amazing. Minnesota does not give many odd man rushes. Now Garland, right wing into the Minnesota end. High slot with a wrist shot. Rebound, they score. It's Pedersen, top of the crease. Knocked it home on the backhand. And the Canucks have taken the lead at 3-2. Although it was a close play at the blue line, and we'll see if they review it. Uh, Canucks, they will not go away. Pedersen with another goal, but you're right, Brendan. We'll have to see if this is offside. But Garland picks up the puck, and he's been playing some outstanding hockey. Pedersen drives the net, and it's Merrill and Kulikov on defense, and Kulikov cannot contain Pedersen. The rebound goes off the left pad of Talbot. And he picks it up, little chip play over the pad, and Brendan, it's a good goal. And there's no challenge from the Wild. I'm surprised in real time it looked like it was offside to me. 
And now the Canucks get it back into the Minnesota end as Pedersen scores his second of the night and 31st of the season. And the Canucks have their first lead of the game inside the final four minutes of the middle frame. The goal at 16.09 of the second period. Time of the goal is brought to you by Chroma Kai, Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at chromakai.ca. Lockwood with a long shot off the right wing. Kicked out by Talbot. Matt Boldy has it near corner, and he'll carry it ahead to center ice. Feeds left wing, but the wild go offside of the Vancouver line as Goligoski brought it in and had a player ahead of him in the zone. 3.05 left in the second. It's the Canucks leading the wild 3-2 on Alpine Credits Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. 3.05 left in the second period. The Canucks lead the wild 3-2. Brendan Batchelor and Corey Hirsch with you tonight from the Canucks Broadcast Center in Vancouver. Satyar Shah and Dan Riccio brought you the pregame show. They were with you in the first intermission. They'll be with you in the second intermission and on the Canucks Central postgame show. Where they'll be joined by Sportsnet's Ian McIntyre. Josh Elliott-Wolf is providing great production work from our Sportsnet 650 studios tonight. Cam Barra is the executive producer of Canucks Hockey and our fearless leader. It takes a cast of thousands to bring you the action along the Sportsnet radio network as the Canucks win a face-off of their own line, but there's a fight. Deloria and Shen right off the draw. And Shen has Deloria up against the boards in a bear hug. Deloria trying to get his right hand free. Shen has got his left loose. Then Deloria knocks him to the ice, lands a couple of hard right hands, and the linesmen get in and separate them. Uh, great job by Luke Shen. And I think that's probably for the Zuccarello thing in front of the net. And Delorier, you know, he probably thinks he won that fight, but I thought it was pretty even. Luke Shen trips on a stick or a glove. And then Delorier gets a few shots in at the end, but Luke Shen stepping up. Delorier went right after him. You're not going to call an instigator, of course, but that's how it started. He was in on the four check, finished his check. Shen stood him up. Delorier didn't like that, and a couple of moments ago, Shen had laid a hit on Kirill Kaprizov, who was slow to get up, and then he cross-checked him in the back like 30 seconds later. Uh, and I, you know what, that was Kaprizov. I said it was Zuccarello. I thought it was Zuccarello, again, because we're off monitors. A little hard to tell sometimes who guys are, but that's, he went after Kaprizov twice then. And that's good on Luke Shen, that's what he does. He's got five hits in this game already. Drop it in again outside the Vancouver blue line with 2.59 left in the second. Canucks lead 3-1, and Miller draws it back to Quinn Hughes. Out with Travis Dermott right now as the pairings will get mixed up a little bit here with Shen out for the next five minutes after that scrap. So he won't be back until the third period at this rate. Here come the Wild. Chance for a two-on-one. Duhane down the right wing with a centering pass. It was behind Erickson Eck going to the net. And now Pod Colson drives the other way, right wing into the Minnesota end. Rink wide pass to the left boards for JT Miller. Leaves near point for Travis Dermott. Dermott carries into the corner. Leaves for Pod Colson down low. Vasily Pod Colson gets it to chase on. Left point Travis Dermott to the line for JT Miller. Middle of the ice goes down the left wing for Pod Colson. He carries back to the right point. Rims it behind the net. Chase on can't get to it. 
But it's pinned up against the near wall by Nick Bukestad, and the Canucks will try to dig it free. Bukestad knocked to the ice by Miller. As the battle continues, and now finally the Wild get it out to center as Hughes goes back to it in his own zone and protects it from Bukestad on the forecheck. Uh, I love how the Canucks just don't go away. They will not get pushed out of games. And Minnesota tried to push them out early, and they just keep going and going. Merrill behind his own net, clears near side for Hartman, tipped it back to Merrill. He'll pass left wing to center for Kaprizov. Across the Vancouver line, drops to Zuccarello. Left circle, he scores! Big goal for the Wild with just 84 seconds left in the second period. The game is tied at three. Uh, this is a scoring chance obviously given up by the Canucks, but Thatcher Demko just not himself the last little while. Even though, you know, he has been playing great. I shouldn't say that, but in the last game against Ottawa when he gets put in, and this one goes off of his glove. And this is a save he usually makes. However, Kaprizov, he ends up getting in the zone. He takes Myers with him, and Zuccarello fills the outside. And he does a drop pass to Zuccarello, and Zuccarello goes glove side over the pad under the glove of Demko. Well, like I said, that's usually one that he has. But we can't blame Demko. I can't, but that's a goal that he usually stops. 23rd of the year for Matt Zuccarello at 18.36 of the second period. The time of the goal is brought to you by Chroma Kai. Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at chromakai.ca. Lamico back into the Minnesota zone with a shot that was stopped by Talbot. Lockwood goes after it on the right wing. Dumps it behind the net and Dmitry Kulikov has it deep in his own end. Kulikov slaps it all the way down. I think he was looking for Kaprizov in stride to try and get there first, but Kaprizov was not in stride, and it's icing against Minnesota. Uh, this game 3-3, that's be nicer if the Canucks could go into the third period with a lead. Now, Minnesota's one of these teams that they just keep grinding it out. But even, you know, even a road point and then get to OT, if I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but however you can get a win, get it. Battle in the right corner in the Minnesota end off the faceoff. Kulikov gets it loose behind his own goal and lifts it off the glass of the backhand and out to center near side. Quinn Hughes back to it in his own zone. Gets it ahead for JT Miller. Left hand center, try to pass middle of the ice, turned it over. Here's Hartman across the Vancouver line for Zuccarello. Right side, tried a shot. His stick broke, then it comes to the front of the net for Hartman. It was stopped in tight by Demko. Nice save off the right pad. Now Brodeen drives one from the line. Demko waffle boards it to the far corner. Just five seconds left in the period now. Myers from behind the net. Leaves for JT Miller. He'll settle and float it out to center. As the second period comes to an end, it was a wild one in the middle frame. The teams combined for six goals, three apiece, and were tied at three through 40 minutes. As we join Satyar Shah and Dan Riccio for instant intermissions. Breaking down the game after two periods. This is Canucks Central at the intermission of the official home of the Canucks. Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Now Garland right wing into the Minnesota and high slot with a wrist shot. Rebound, they score. It's Pedersen top of the crease. 
knocked it home on the backhand. And the Canucks have taken the lead at three to two. Six goals, yes, six in that second period. Canucks and Minnesota Wild tied at three after a very eventful second frame. And this is Canucks Central, Canucks Central at the intermission with Satyar Shaw and Dan Riccio on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Get your thoughts in to our Dunbar Lumber text inbox, 650-650. Well, everything we talked about in that first period, about it being a pretty low-event hockey game, not a lot happening. Well, that second period was anything but low event hockey uh, some mistakes from both teams a lot of chances going the other way and I'd say some lackluster goaltending from both from both guys considering it, it was a couple of breakdowns but it wasn't back and forth hockey quite like we saw between the Canucks and the Sens the other night I uh look we haven't said this too often this season but uh, Cam Talbot has been the better goalie tonight so far yes he has had to make the bigger saves uh, than Thatcher Demko has. And you know, that's, I mean, credit to the Canucks. Like, I feel they've had the better chances on the whole tonight at 5-on-5. Five five. Defensively, yeah, they've there's been some breakdowns. But, you know, even this goal, the Zuccarello goal that ties it here at the end of the second, you know, Myers and, and Connor Garland are covering it. Kaprizov makes a good play, opens up his hips and uh, confuses everybody. Zuccarello comes over on the crossover. They covered it well. Like, Garland was there. He got in front of the shot, didn't block it, uh, and maybe ends up screening Demko a little bit. Uh, but realistically, a wrist shot from the top of the circle is one Demko's going to have nine times out of ten, if not more. You know, like that's I, I just think, you know, that wasn't really a terrible breakdown that the Canucks had. And in general, I I feel pretty good about the way they've played tonight, even despite the fact they gave up three goals in that period. Well, I, I'm, I'm kind of I'm with you, obviously. I mean, so far, Talbot's been the better netminder. Part of me wonders, though. Is this what happens when a goalie's playing three games in four nights and yeah. he didn't get the night off against the Sens and had to play 40 minutes and his 40 minutes were pretty eventful, goes to overtime, goes to a shootout? Yep. I mean, he essentially, I mean, when you factor in the shootout as well, he played, what, 50 minutes? Yep. <laughs> when he should have had he the night off. basically played a full game. More so. or less played a full game, considering he should have had a night off. And he's been playing high-intense hockey with a lot of pressure on him, a lot of games in a short amount of time. This is why he needs a rest. Because right now he's human, and when he gets a rest, he's superhuman. And that's this is the issue. And it wasn't Halak's fault; he got hurt the other night. But this was the question we had with with Demko being forced to play in a game he needed to rest in. Yeah. How does that impact you? And so far here against Minnesota, I mean, listen, we can just say it's a bit of an off night so far. And hey, you can explain away some of the goals, but I have to think that fatigue plays a part in it. Fatigue has to play a part uh, because Demko's a much better goalie than than the one we've seen so far tonight. Um, he is uh, the biggest reason that the Canucks have a chance to still make it into the playoffs, but they need a better version here of Thatcher Demko in the third period because, um, look, the, the Canucks are going to have some breakdowns. Um, they, they're going to give up some chances going back the other way. That's Every team does that, especially against this wild team. But even if you don't want to believe so much in what I'm telling you here, uh, go look at the numbers. High danger chances for Minnesota so far in this game per natural stat trick, two. 
for the Minnesota Wild. Both in the second period, but just two. And Demko's given up three goals. So you can kind of glean there that Demko has been a little bit below what the numbers suggest he should be at tonight. The Wild, you know, in the first period, they had two grade-A chances that Ryan Hartman fanned on one, and Fiala missed the net on a clean slot chance. So those aren't accounted for here in the numbers. There's been more than what is suggested, but it's it's just Demko can be better. And right now, Cam Talbot has made the bigger saves, and that's the reason this game is tied rather than the Canucks ahead. The biggest reason for me. Yeah, I, I, I see it. I don't see it too dissimilarly. However, I will say, too, for Vancouver, in that first period, they didn't score a single goal, but they had a number of chances. Yeah. You got to take advantage, mm-hmm. too. And this is what happened against the Ottawa Senators, that you know they had plenty of chances, and it should have won, and it should have scored more than three goals. You can make the case that Canucks should have had more than three goals based on what they did in that first period. But you're right. We're not seeing the best Thatcher Demko right now. But I still come back to the fact that he's played so much. And, it, I mean, how many starts is that now from Yara Halak where he couldn't see a game through? What, three? Yeah. Three starts. Or is it four? I think okay, it's, a, it's at least three starts. So when you look at a netminder mm-hmm. who's going to play about 20, you know, a backup who's going to play about what, 20, 25 games or so for you, start 20, 25 games. Goalie shouldn't have to start this many games. So your goalie, your number one netminder, shouldn't have to cover the majority of three to four starts. This is the 63rd appearance for Thatcher Demko this year. Yeah. That's way too many. Like... Uh, you don't expect goalies to have to make 65-plus appearances in a season. That's where Demko is going to end up this year. It's probably the biggest thing about Yarrow Halak is that, uh, for whatever reason, well, the biggest reason, the team just didn't have confidence in him. Some of that is Demko has been so good, but you know this is something that has to be fixed for next year. Like, I don't care who the goalie is at, and I'm not even a goalie guru, but talking enough to guys around the league and even our goalie guru, Kevin Woodley, that joins us every Wednesday, the best way to get the most out of your goalies is to not have them play 60-plus times a year. Yeah, And that's that's something the Canucks are going to have to figure out moving forward usage-wise because Demko has just been... Uh, He's been taxed this year. Well, well, a few things have happened that have led to him having to play as much as he's had to this year. One is uh, the, the Halak having a couple of bad starts and obviously getting injured. That's going to make it. That's going to create a bit of an issue. And also, what happened with the whole COVID situation when Halak tested positive and Demko had to start those three games in four nights. So injuries are going to happen this year. A bit of an outlier. If it wasn't for some unforeseen for circumstances, Demko probably plays in five fewer games. Probably has two fewer starts. Yep. And it's probably a little bit less taxing on him. And he's probably in a better situation right now, especially in games where they're done and he has to come in and play. Those are tough. And that's where you don't get the rest. That's why we talked about just having Spencer Market, uh, Spencer Martin in as the backup after you had the emergency call up the other night, just to make sure Demko gets the night off. Yeah. Uh, A lot of reaction coming into the text inbox 65656. Six giveaways from Miller so far. That's one. Uh, Did Myers and Miller stay out late partying last night? Sloppy. Great game by Elias. And this one unsigned as well says, Is it just me or is Myers not helping Demmer at all by screening him and not clearing the front of the nets? Keep setting it over, seeing it over and over again. On, okay, so 
let's kind of go in reverse order a little bit. And we, Myers we, was kind of hurt on the Spurgeon he, goal. Yeah, because he he leans over, and who was it? He was it Kaprizov? It was Dewar. I Dewar think. It was Dewar. So and it was not Dewar's fault because Dewar already has a lane and he's already skating. And then Myers tries to cut it off and he leans forward and his head. Uh, and Dewar hits him with the shoulder right to the head, but it's really not intentional. It's not really yeah. anything you can do. He's a bit shaken up there, clearly, and he's not able to clear the front of the net on that play, but clearly seemed a bit shaken up. Um, but if we go back to the goal that happened, the last one, and that's the one where you mentioned, that's the one that Meyer, that uh, Demko has to have, because Garland being back, I'm not sure what else he's supposed to do. I mean, yeah. He's holding his position. He's doing the best he can. And he's not really blocking the goalie's vision with a stick in the wrong position. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that's one Demko has to have. So that's a bit of an unlucky play with the Myers one. And then he can't clear. And then the the third one, obviously, is the one that can't go in. I, I thought the, the, the play on the third goal is they made the switch properly, right? Like Kaprizov has the puck. He cuts to the middle of the ice. Myers stays with him. And Garland takes Zuccarello. And he gets in front of the shot. It just he doesn't block it, you know. And Demko is unable to get all of it because he gets a piece of it, but he doesn't get all of it. It's in between his blocker arm and his chest, and it and it goes in. Uh, so that's that's kind of a tough luck one, you know. That's one you play well, you played fine defensively, but uh, the goalie isn't able to have it. You know, there's been numerous occasions where, you know, the Canucks have left Demko out to dry. Yeah. He's bailed them out uh, on that occasion. You know, the Canucks defended it well, but their goalie didn't make the save. Now, and I also would say it's not out of the realm of possibility that Demko focuses in on the third and then kind of cleans it up the rest of the way. That's one of the things he's shown the ability to kind of bounce back from these sort of things and having that type of mental toughness. It comes down to the fatigue as well. And we'll see what uh, Thatcher Demko has in store coming up uh, in the third period with the Wild and the Vancouver Canucks currently tied at three. And a lot did happen for the game to get to three goals each. And you know, we joked a lot on the pregame show about your proclamation that Connor Garland is the most exciting player <laughs> on the Vancouver Canucks this season. And uh, not a word of a lie. He has been the most exciting Canuck so far in this game. A couple of great setups, especially the first one to Elias Pettersson on, on the first of the two goals he got. The first one getting him the 30 goals on the season. The Canucks, I don't think, have a better playmaker from below the goal line than Connor Garland. You know what? He's employed like he. I would. He, I wouldn't he, disagree with that. No. He finds himself in that situation. I think yeah. more often than any other player. But um, I, especially when he's played with Pedersen, it just seems like he's always finding a pass from behind the net out to Pedersen, and he did again tonight, and that led to uh, Pedersen's first goal. And then the second one, it's a two-on-two. He takes the defender on. Little toe drag, changes the angle of his shot. Talbot leaves the rebound, and Pedersen smartly goes hard to the net and gets the rebound for the second goal. That's two primary assists for Garland. He leads the Canucks with 18 on the season at 5-on-5. That's six more than JT Miller. It's 22nd best in the league alongside guys like William Nylander and Mika Zibanejad. Like Garland is a creator for this team and arguably their biggest creator at five on five. And uh, he's been dynamite tonight. That line, Besser, Garland, Pedersen 
mm-hmm. been the Canucks' most dangerous line most often tonight. That's why they've got a couple of goals. No, you're you're absolutely right. And Elias Pettersson, we talked about him not being good enough against the Ottawa Senators. He's been plenty good so far tonight against um, the Minnesota Wild. Two goals and getting him up to 31 goals on the season. And we we during Canucks Central as well, we really got into you know which players have changed your mind the most this season. And some people responded by mentioning Elias Pettersson based on how poorly he played early this year and how much he's come alive in the second half of the season. It's not bad when you hit a career high in goals and you crush 30 goals and you're having an off year, Dan. Yeah, it's uh, (laughs) to think of where he was on January 16th before he had that two-goal game against the Washington Capitals and now to get to 30 goals. I think he had what? Still had like under 10 at that point in the season. Yeah. And here he is uh, up to 30. It's It's been an incredible run for Pedersen. It really has been remarkable. We'll see who gets the victory tonight. Canucks and Minnesota Wild tied at three, heading into the third period. Batch and Hershey, they have the call coming up in the home of your Canucks, Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Welcome back inside the Canucks Broadcast Center in downtown Vancouver. Brandon Batchelor and Corey Hirsch with you. Canucks and Minnesota Wild are tied at three goals apiece through 40 minutes, and we'll get to the third period in a matter of moments. Hershey, a tough goal to give up late in the second for the Canucks, but they need to put that behind them and push for the winner here in the third. Absolutely. You're still tied on the road at three after two. And if someone said to me, hey, if we were tied after two on the road in Minnesota, would you take it? Absolutely, because now you have an opportunity to win this hockey game. And it's been quite impressive how the Canucks won't go away. They just keep moving forward. They won't get pushed out of the game by anybody. And what can you say about Elias Patterson? Two goals already and seven shots. He's on fire, get him the puck. Up to 31 on the year, which I don't know if I would have believed if you told me that back in November when he was struggling and the team was struggling just as much. And he's been a big part of their second half resurgence. Canucks in white going from left to right in the third period. The Wild in green skating from right to left and they play it into the Vancouver zone. As Tyler Myers goes back to it near corner. Myers plays ahead for Lockwood. Then to center for Lamico. Clears to the Minnesota line and Frederick Gaudreau leaves in his own end for Dmitry Kulikov. Kulikov to Merrill near boards. Back to Kulikov at his own line. Now to center for Goudreau, tips it left corner on the Vancouver end. Ekman-Larsen back to it, cleared around to the far side, but Fiala's got it right wing, takes a shot, it hit a skate in front. And Boldy collects right circle, try to centering pass again, bounced off a skate a second time into the near corner. And Ekman-Larsen settles it before going behind his own net to the far side for Tyler Myers. He banks it up the boards for Yuho Lamico. And then for Matthew Highmore, who dumps it into the Minnesota end. Well, like I said, Pedersen now with seven shots. Luke Shen with five hits, a fight. And whether these Canucks make the playoffs or not, you have to commend them for their gritty effort, how they haven't quit. They won't go away. And that's what I want to see out of the Canucks hockey team. Stan Smeal-esque, Brendan. And fitting as Stan Smeal talked about their identity needing to change when the management and coaching changes were made back in early December, and I would say, for the most part, it has changed. It really has the whole everything. And, you know, again, I Travis Green was a good coach. They were all good guys, good coaches. Players get tired of voices. That's just the way it is. You bring in a veteran coach, 
And again, I always say this, Bradshaw on the back end, bringing in Scott Walker and them taking more defensive role. How they work with these players, it's been impressive, to say the least. Defensive zone faceoff win for Brock Besser. Got it for Ekman Larson behind the net, cleared around the far wall. Garland can't clear the zone. Besser is able to get it out, and Ryan Hartman has it at center for Minnesota. Hartman back into his own end for Jacob Middleton. Tried to clear it ahead, gave it away to Pedersen, who dumps it in behind the wild net. And Talbot's out of the goal to handle. High around the glass for Hartman. He'll fire it ahead for Kaprizov in stride to center. Chance for a three on two. Kaprizov to Spurgeon to Kaprizov. Right circle with a quick wrist shot. And Demko held it out off the pad. Now Garland finds a loose puck far side and feeds to center for Elias Pedersen. Pedersen for Myers into the high slot. Right wing to Besser. Deeks to the backhand and sweeps it wide of the net in a spinorama move as he was tied up, cutting to the middle of the ice. Pedersen after it far corner. Lost his stick and the puck. And Middleton takes it behind his own net for Minnesota. Nearly two and a half minutes into the third period, the Canucks and the Wild are tied at three in not officially a must-win game for the Canucks, but it basically is at this point of the season with only four more games left on the schedule after this one tonight. Well, end of the first, Flames and Stars are tied at zero. So we'll keep an eye on that one. LA Kings face the Chicago Blackhawks later tonight. That one begins just after 7.30. As we have a whistle. A little trivia for you, Brendan. When was the last time the Canucks had three 30 goal scores? I'm going to interrupt you quickly because it looks like we got a penalty here. We do. And it's against the Canucks. Too many men. Pod Coles in for cross-checking. They've got him. Well, let's see. A huge kill coming up for the Canucks. No, it's too many men. They do have them. That's, You're right. Well, I just had it at the last second, but it looked like you did show I, the cross-check. I thought I saw a cross-check signal. But yeah. Well, me too after he did it, but I never saw anything like that, so that was my next guess. We'll get back to your trivia question in just a second. As the Wild go to the power play for the second time tonight, they're 0 for 1, and they win the faceoff of the Vancouver zone. Zuccarello, left circle, shoots, stopped by Demko, parked in front. Was Erickson Ekin in quickly his shin to clear him out of the crease as Demko holds on. Okay, the last time the Canucks had three 30 goal scorers in a season. Yeah. I'm going to overthink it, though. No, I'll, I'll give you a hint. I think you were like five. Okay, so 94? Okay, six. You were 95. six or seven, yeah. You, so you were on the team? Yes, I was. Uh, and it would have been Pavel Bure? Or was he hurt that year? Pavel was hurt. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure you'll get the last one. First one you should get. Was Almo there by then? Yep. Okay, so Alex there's McGillney. Alex McGillney. That's 55. one. 55. Trevor? Trevor Linden, and there's one more. That's a tough one. Cliff Ronning? Ooh, but no. We'll get back to it. Wild win the draw. Spurgeon with a drive from the line. Blocked by Garland in front. He is down Ouch. in a heap and in serious pain. And immediately, they blow the whistle. Or rather, it's JT it's Miller, Miller, excuse me. Yeah. Couldn't see the number, but man, this looked like it hurt. And he's being helped off the ice by his teammates here. Now, here's what I'm hoping, Brendan. There's a space between the knee pad and your pants. And if you get hit there, and that's what that looked like on the inside of the knee, and that's not good. If it's in the front, it'll just be a stinger. 
but this looks like on the inside of the knee, and man, this looks though those are not good. And Miller goes straight yeah. down the tunnel to the dressing room, which is not great news for the Canucks. He's beating his fist on the bench as he goes in frustration. As you know, I've been hit everywhere with pucks, and I know that's not a good one, but I hope that it's a stinger and he's back after a little bit. But on the inside of the knee, that's a tough spot he to take it. He was lying yeah. on the ground in the tunnel in pain. Oh. And the one thing you can tell from players is guys get hurt in games, but when you see extreme frustration from them, like you saw from Miller, to be fair, he also shows his emotions quite a lot. That looks like, yeah. But it often means they might know that that's a serious injury. No, like and they Bo might Horvath. miss some time. Yeah. Wild back to work on the power play. Spurgeon with a drive from the line. Kicked out by Demko. And Kaprizov gets it left circle. Back to the net. Quick wrist shot in tight. Demko made another great save. Wild keep the pressure on. Still with more than a minute left in the power play. The game is tied at three. Nearly four minutes into the third period. Zuccarello to the point for Spurgeon. Right circle Fiala. Settles the puck, played it in front. It's tipped over the net by Kaprizov. Then Demko made a great save on a rebound chance at the side of the goal. Spurgeon again, top of the point. Left wing Zuccarello into the slot. Kaprizov fans on a one-timer. It was blocked in front by Ekman Larson and cleared all the way back down the ice by Jason Dickinson. Oh, great uh, job by the penalty killers. Wild, fighting and blocking shots. Wild transition quickly. They've got it deep in the Vancouver zone again. Ekman Larson wins a battle on the end boards, though, and clears it all the way down on Cam Talbot with just over 30 seconds remaining in the Minnesota power play. Well, JT Miller doesn't come back anytime soon. You lose your top centerman and a penalty killer. And one of those 330 goal scorers that yeah. you mentioned, and you're already missing one of them in Bo Horvat. It's never easy for the Canucks, is it? No. As Hughes dumps it down the ice with just 10 seconds left in the Minnesota power play. So the Wild will go to over two on the man advantage tonight. And both teams have now had an equal amount of two minutes and three seconds of power play time in this game. I'll get off my soapbox, though. <laughs> you know what, and I'll get on it. I agree. Now Brad Richardson clears the puck all the way down the ice from inside his own end. Icing is waved off for some reason. Now the Canucks will change as Goligoski starts the breakout from inside his own end. Just past the five-minute mark of the third period, the Canucks on the Wild are tied at three in a crucial game for Vancouver. And with every passing second, we tick closer and closer to next goal wins territory. Absolutely, and I, I can't tell right now if JT Miller's on the bench. And the bench looks full, so you hope it is, but. Our live stat tracker that we are able to use shows that he is on the bench right now. It's not always 100% reliable, so we'll try and get a look here in a stoppage if we can. I can't see it the best of times anymore, Brandon, so <laughs> it's tough for me. Luke Shen at his own blue line for the Canucks. Skates right wing to center. Dumps it behind the Minnesota net. Six minutes into the third, a three-all tie at XL Energy Center. Alex Chason battling for the puck below the goal line. Gets it to the near corner. There's JT Miller back onto the ice. Left wing for Hughes. Threw it to the goal. It bounced off the outside of the net and wide, and that is a... Sight for sore eyes for the Canucks. JT Miller back on the ice and back in the game after what looked like it might have been a serious injury off a blocked shot. Here's Delorier deep into the Vancouver zone. 
Left corner, tried to center. Hughes blocked the pass and plays it behind his own net. As the Canucks will look to break out. Brendan, you could almost see him limping, though, as he was skating. So let's keep an eye on that. Quinn Hughes just going to kill the clock and get their point and go to overtime. <laughs> With 13 minutes left, he's just standing behind the net. Yeah, we're just going to, yep. Finally, Luke Shen's able to clear the zone. Wild play it back in offside, and there'll be a neutral zone faceoff when we return. 6.58 into the third. It's the Canucks and the Wild tied at three on Alpine Credits. Canucks Hockey on the Sportsnet Radio Network. 6.58 into the third period in Minnesota. The Canucks and the Wild are tied at three. Be a player. Bet on hockey like never before with Play Now Sports, your local BC sportsbook. You're listening to Alpine Credits, Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. Own your home, Alpine Credits can get your loan approved. Alpine Credits, homeowners get approved. Visit alpinecredits.ca. As the Wild win a faceoff of the Vancouver line and Dmitry Kulikov dumps it behind the Canuck net. Luke Shen near corner. Gets it ahead for Jason Dickinson. He'll bank it out to center ice. And then it's played in deep into the Minnesota end and over the glass and out of play. And Hershey, the good news, JT Miller still on the Canuck bench. We saw him skating, testing out his leg during the commercial break, and it looks like he's going to be able to continue. Uh, absolutely. So that's good news. It's most likely a bruise and a bad one. But he's in the game. You know, and this is the stuff, though, that happens when you don't have the depth. You, know, you got to use guys in situations. We saw Bo Horvat get hurt. And yes, you want to use your best players, but if you have a little more depth, you don't have to play them quite as much. And that's nothing against the guys that are in the lineup. They do the best they can and have done an admirable job in place of a guy like Bo Horvat. Well, Unless you look at the true contenders in the NHL, I don't know how many teams could really withstand losing two 30-goal no, scorers at the same at time. Well, we saw what happened with Vegas, where they just dropped after Stone, Pacioretty, and a bunch of other guys went out. Of course, Eichel was out, too, as now we get a whistle in All right. the neutral zone, and I think there was maybe a hand pass. Who's the third guy? Oh, okay, you got to tell me. Well, he coached. Well, I think he is still coaching in the National Hockey League. Not as a head coach. Played in Calgary, oh, I believe, or played in Edmonton. We're talking the 94-95 Canucks? 95-96. 95-96 yeah. Canucks. Eventually, I'll let you off the hook. But I so, what did I, I guessed already. I got Lyndon Wright. Yep. I got McGillney Wright. Burray was hurt that year. It wasn't Cliffy. It wasn't Cliffy. I'm sure there are people screaming at their radios <laughs> no, about this, this right now. No, this is a tough one. You wouldn't have... Um, probably one of the hardest working guys I've ever played with. So, bit of a mucker, grinder, never took a shift off, ever. Um, see if I can give you a better hint. Did you tell me where he played junior already? I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I believe it was Quebec. Now you got time to Google it as plays back underway. Not that I do. Tyler Myers. We'll play left wing to center for Ekman Larson. He'll dump it into the Minnesota end, and Talbot comes out of his net. Just past the eight-minute mark of the third period, the Canucks and the Wild are tied at three. 
As the puck is rolled into the left corner in the Vancouver zone, Fiala back to it. Looked like he took a high stick from Myers. And the near referee did not call it, but now we have a whistle. And Myers is going to go for high sticking, and the Wild will go back to the power play. And the question now is, will it be two or will it be four? I don't know. Uh, Myers can't believe it. And maybe it'll be looked at again, or we have to see it. Myers goes back to it. He's battling with Fiala. And yeah, his stick rides up right into his face. Has to be a penalty. Uh, maybe he's arguing that Fiala lifted his stick, but no, it is definitely a penalty. Sorry, Tyler. I'd love to argue for you and with you, but that is two minutes. And so it's the third power play of the night for the Minnesota Wild. They're 0 for 2 on the man advantage thus far. And for such a high-scoring team, they haven't been great on the man advantage this year. They were 20th in the league coming into the game at an even 20%, but they'll have a chance to take the lead here. JT Miller out on the penalty kill, wins the face-off for the Canucks, and they're able to clear it all the way down the ice. Oh, good start for the Canucks. You end up killing off a little bit of this power play early. Now Kaprizov, left wing, into the Vancouver zone. Try to draw pass for Zuccarello. Hughes ties him up. Zuccarello played it free to the line, but it gets past Spurgeon and back into the Minnesota end. Again, gritty team. Fighting out this penalty kill, 11 minutes to go. Minnesota's the type of team, if they get a lead, they can shut it down in the third period, so have to kill this. Here's Spurgeon, top of the point, left side. Zuccarello trying to pass to the back door. One-timer for Fiala, and he missed the net. Now Spurgeon. Again holds it on the left wing, rims it around to the right side, no one's there, and here's Pedersen to center. One-on-one -on -one with Spurgeon into the Minnesota, and tees up a drive from the left wing. Talbot stopped it, and is forced to hold on as Pedersen drove through to the crease. And the Canucks will have an offensive zone face-off with 1.05 remaining in the penalty kill. Well, Pedersen really had nowhere to go with that, but... All right, Brendan, you ready? Uh, we'll wait ready. till after the power play's over. Well, okay. Let's see. Edmonton, Vancouver, Carolina, and Calgary. Edmonton. in the Stanley Cup Finals, and he did oh. win a cup. Marty Jelena? Beautiful. There we go. Bingo. Hardest working guy I've ever played with. Wild in the Vancouver zone. One-time chance at the slot by Goudreau. I think Demko got a piece of it to turn it just wide of the net. After Hartman set it up from below the goal line. Now Goligoski. Top of the point, 40 seconds left in the man advantage for Goudreau. Left side, Hartman shoots, blocked by Shen, rebound found by Highmore, and he clears it back down the ice. Now, Thatcher Demko in this third period has already made some dynamite saves. Canucks haven't had a scoring chance. Right now, I got Minnesota down for four, Canucks for zero here in the third. Hartman, left wing to center, dumps it high in the air, deep into the Vancouver zone. Tons of hang time on that one. Miller gets it free, clears to the line, but Goligoski holds in right side. It's thrown to the net. Off the far boards by Frederick Gaudreau. Demko made the save, got the whistle, and now there's a scrum at the side of the net. As Hartman went at Ekman Larson and knocked him down to the ice, and I think they're going to take both of them. That's probably the right call. And Minnesota's the type of team they'll get right in your face. And Oliver Ekman Larson, he's not afraid to give it back. And I like that about him. 
Just get away from my goalie to Hartman. Cross checks him as he's digging for pucks. But that's what you got to do. And he's, well, I mean, it could have been just Oliver Ekman Larson go to the box. As he put Hartman in a headlock. A little bit of a uh, wrestling. A wrestling move. Looking for the submission. Uh, it's gone pretty quiet. The refs have tried to sort out the penalties. Faceoff's going to be in their zone. Seven seconds left in the Minnesota power play. 9.51 to go in the third. The game is tied at three. JT Miller wins the draw back to the corner for Quinn Hughes, who gets it all the way down. That'll do it for the Minnesota man advantage. Canucks PK is a perfect three for three tonight. But it's going to be four on four here, I believe, after the offsetting penalties. No, it's five on five right now. So I'm mistaken there as Hughes carries into the Minnesota end drive in the middle, lost the pocket, rolls in on Talbot, and he covers at the top of the crease. 9.25 left in the third. The Canucks and the Wild are tied at three on Alpine Credits, Canucks Hockey on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network. 9.25 left in the third period. The Canucks and the Wild are tied at three at XL Energy Center in St. Paul. Brendan Batchelor and Corey Hirsch with you from the Canucks Broadcast Center in Vancouver as we take a look at the turning point of the game. And the problem is, Hershey, we're still waiting for it with this game tied at three, so turning point of the game yet to be decided is brought to you by Northview Golf and Country Club two Arnold Palmer design championship courses great food world-class facilities and magnificent views book now at northviewgolf.com as the Canucks win the draw in the Minnesota and Pedersen right point plays for Travis Dermott at the top of the left circle down the far boards for Quinn Hughes Hughes spins on the wall into the slot for Pedersen with a one-timer he sent it over the net and Connor Dewar's back to it. He'll get it off the boards and out of the zone. Now Dewar with speed to the Vancouver line. Try to centering pass. Gave it away to Pedersen. He'll bank it up the right wing. But it goes all the way down, and it's icing against Vancouver with exactly nine minutes left in the third period, and this game still tied at three. Well, like I said, I don't have the Canucks down for a scoring chance right now, but they're hanging in. Demko's been dynamite here in the third period. Some good saves, and you you know if you're the Canucks, you know, even if you can, you if you can get to overtime, get that point, and you never know what can happen after that. Brodeen gets it off the faceoff for the Wild, dumps it behind the net for Zuccarello, out the left wing side, drops to Kaprizov. Poke check by Pedersen. Kaprizov threw it to the net. It was blocked in front, and the Canucks are able to clear. All the way down though, and it's icing yet again against Vancouver. Make sure to tune in after the game for the Canucks Central post-game show. Satyar Shah and Dan Riccio will take your calls and texts. You'll also hear Bruce Boudreaux's post-game comments and reaction for the players. It's all right here on your home of the Canucks Sportsnet 650 and along all the stations that comprise our Sportsnet radio network. As the faceoff will come in the Vancouver zone to our left in the far circle. We have not seen much of Dickinson, Richardson, and Grise in this period. It looked like he's gone down to two lines, really down to two lines, well, down to three, but two are playing most of the minutes. 
haven't seen Chase on in a while. Keep an eye on that. Pedersen wins a defensive zone faceoff back to Quinn Hughes, and he'll lift it high in the air. And out to center, but the Canucks go offside of the wild line as Besser and Garland got tangled up as they brought it into the zone. And it's definitely the minutes have gone to the Pedersen and Miller lines. And getting back to your point about lack of depth, that's what something this, you know, this is yep. something that a coach like Bruce Boudreaux is forced into doing when he has injuries and it's such a crucial game. And Chason is out there, so he's still on this line. And sometimes if guys you haven't, they're just playing defensive roles, get lost in the game a little bit, but they are doing their job. Wild break out of their own end. Matt Boldy, right wing to center, lifts it ahead for Fiala, who took it off his helmet. In the Vancouver zone for Gaudreau in the slot with a clean chance, and Demko stopped him in tight. Great save. Now Brodine, left point. Leaves near boards for Frederick Gaudreau. Gaudreau tied up by Tyler Myers on the boards. Boldy's in to get the puck. He's just able to hold in on the line for Brodine near side, and Gaudreau slaps it behind the net for Kevin Fiala. Fiala out the right wing side. Top of the point. Left circle for Brodine. Again to Fiala. Left circle, darting to the goal line. Behind the Canuck net, out the right wing side, shoots, he scores! Kevin Fiala's got his second of the night and a huge goal for Minnesota. The Wild lead 4-3 with 7.43 left in regulation. Oh, this goal looked like one of the old Fear and Flurry goals. He's got the puck at the top of the circles and he just circling and circling and then he ends up with some space behind the net. And he goes around behind the net and as he pops out front, Brendan, this stick, this puck goes off of Hunt's stick and on the glove side of Thatcher Demko. But as he pops out from below the goal line on the far side, Hunt tries to get his stick in there and it ends up going off and in the net. And Fiala's got his second of the night. Minnesota leads four to three. 12-17 to the third period is the time of the goal brought to you by Chromic High. Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at Chromic High. .ca. And now it's desperation time for the Canucks with potentially their season on the line. And just over seven minutes left in the third period, they trail four to three. Wild, four checking in the Vancouver zone. Patterson gets it free, he'll lift it to center, but Jacob Middleton's got it at the red line. Goes back to Talbot in his own end. Farboards for Spurgeon trying to clear. Tied up by Garland on the forecheck. Middleton gets it behind the net and lifts it off the glass near side. Into the Canuck end. Slow roller won't go for icing, and Hughes takes it behind his own net. Hughes protecting it from Duhame on the forecheck. Passes it up the left wing. Here's Pedersen in stride. Chance for a three on two. Pedersen with speed to the Minnesota line. Defers right wing to Connor Garland. Garland dumps it behind the net. Pedersen gets it left corner. To the far point for Ekman Larson. Down the boards for Brock Besser. And for Garland, shoots from a tough angle. Talbot held it out. And Pedersen wins a battle on the forecheck, trying to drop it to Garland, far circle. Chafee breaks it up. Duhame is away to center. And he'll pass left wing for Dewar to the Vancouver line, whose long shot is blocked away to the corner by Thatcher Demko. Well, win or lose this game, 
This could be Pedersen's best game of the year. Eight shots, two goals. He has been flying. Now Jason Dickinson to center. Across the Minnesota line, left circle, shoots. It was tipped and went wide of the net. And Brodeen in the near corner gets it off the glass, but not out as Dermott held in right point. Down the boards for Dickinson. Over skate of the puck, comes back to Dermott. He'll play it into the near corner for JT Miller. Miller back to the right point. Left side for Brad Hunt, long shot, hit a skate in front, tipped wide of the net. And Hartman's got it behind the goal. He'll clear it around the far boards and back into Canuck territory. Now we're down almost five and a half minutes. Still no scoring chances in this period for the Canucks. They'll need at least one, if not more, to try and avoid losing a second straight game, which they cannot afford to do with so little time. Left in the regular season, only four games remaining in their schedule after tonight. Lamico dumps it wide of the Minnesota net. Talbot out of the crease, cleared far corner. Highmore's after it on the forecheck, but gave it away to Kulikov down low. He'll go near side for Zuccarello, who fires it all the way down, but icing's waved off. It must have tipped on its way down the ice, and Quinn Hughes is back to it. Hughes for Yuho Lamico. Right wing to center for Luke Shen. Bounces it in on Talbot. He'll turn it to the far corner for Spurgeon, who couldn't clear. Garland chops it in behind the net for Lamico. Right corner again to Garland below the goal line. Battling with Spurgeon. Lockwood's in after it, too. Gets it to Garland. Again battling with Spurgeon in the right corner. Garland spins off a check. Drops to Yuho Lamico. Spurgeon pins him to the boards. And the puck comes loose to Matt Boldy. He'll lift it high in the air and out to center in the wild. Playing a strong defensive system here late in the game or just clearing the puck. And then doing a great job keeping the Canucks to the outside and preventing them from getting to the middle of the ice. Goudreau, left wing. Lost it to Pedersen in the far corner. Elias Pedersen's knocked down in a battle with Alex Goligoski. Puck comes free to Frederick Gaudreau, clear to the line, but it was held in by Ekman Larson. Right side for Myers. Rims it to the end wall. Pedersen tips it left corner for Besser. Again to Ekman Larson. Left point. Goes to the right corner. Pedersen protects it from Goligoski. Elias Pedersen again to Myers. Top of the point. Just held in. Did well to do so. And dumps it behind the net for Brock Besser. He protects it from Boldy, who takes him to the end boards. But Besser gets it loose around the near side backhand. Chance in tight. Not sure if it got through on Talbot or not. Canucks still have it in the zone. As the Wild attempt to clear, and now Boldy's able to get it high in the air and out to center ice. Well, the high flippers, that's what the defensemen of Minnesota are doing. They don't ice it, but if you can get it up and out, Buys you some time to get a change. Garland, left corner in the Minnesota end. Cuts into the high slot. Tries a shot. It was tipped and went wide past the far post. JT Miller plays it free, but gave it away to Delorier, and he'll dump it deep into the Canuck end. We'll keep an eye on Thatcher Demko to see when he's summoned to the bench with 2.45 left in the third. The Wild lead 4-3. Now here's a chance side of the goal for Erickson Eck. Stopped by Demko in tight. And Hughes plays to the near corner. Garland in a battle is taken down to the ice by Nick Bukestad, Canucks fighting to clear their zone. But Dermott has to go back to it in the corner, and Delorier gets it. He's pinned to the end boards by Chason. Hughes behind the goal. Settles the puck in the near corner. And he'll lift it high in the air out to center where it's gloved down by John Merrill and fired back in behind the Canuck net. Now we're almost at two minutes. We're going to watch Thatcher Demko to see when he goes to the bench. I got to think as soon as the Canucks can get it out of the zone in possession, I think he'll be gone. 
The problem is they can't get out of the zone right no, now. No, they can't. Now here's Hartman in front for Kaprizov. He scores! The heavy forecheck of the Wild pays off, and it's 5-3 Minnesota. Well, I think this will be the nail in the coffin for the Canucks, possibly, well, obviously on the game, but possibly on their season. And Hartman just digs it out of the corner, away from Pedersen, and he gets it to the middle of the ice for Kaprizov. He fills the middle, and he gets an opportunity at a one-timer that goes five-hole in tight on Thatcher Demko. And I'm not sure if the Canucks have called timeout, if they're looking at something, looks like a timeout for Vancouver. And they gotta get the puck in the zone and immediately get Thatcher Demko out of the net. And you never know, sometimes you can get a couple, I've seen it before. But this is a tall order for the Canucks now, that goal hurts. Kirill Kaprizov's got his 44th goal of the year. It comes at 18.05 of the third period. The time of the goal is brought to you by Chroma Kai, Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at crowmackay.ca. Uh, Pedersen in the corner, he ends up getting tangled up with Hartman and falls, and then from there, that's how that goal gets scored, but Thatcher Demko looking towards the bench right now, even though the puck hasn't been dropped. He's gonna have to get to the bench quickly. I'd be almost tempted to go six guys right off the start of this faceoff, but usually the plan is to wait, get possession. As Hartman wins the draw for Minnesota, back to his own line for Spurgeon. Played ahead for Kaprizov on the left wing, and he dumps it into the Vancouver zone, wide of the net of Thatcher Demko. Quinn Hughes back to it behind his own net. With 1.40 left in regulation, and Demko's off to the bench. Six on five for the Canucks, trailing 5-3 to three in Minnesota. Brock Besser, right wing to center. Dumps it behind the net. Spurgeon back to it. Played it below the goal line for Middleton, cleared near point. Pedersen held in. For Garland behind the net, pushed off the puck by Spurgeon. Miller's after it left wing. He can't get to it. And now Kaprizov plays to center. Up the right wing, and Hartman scores into the empty net. And with 1.13 left in the game, it's 6-3, Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota just put an absolute dagger into the hearts of the Canucks. I haven't looked at the out-of-town scoreboard, but I'm not sure it matters. Canucks had to pretty much run the table. And they're going to lose here in Minnesota. And it's got to be disheartening with the effort they've put in, how gritty they've been, how to even get to this point where they're even in a position to try and make the playoffs. But this could be it, Brendan, after this game. The goal by Hartman comes at 18.47 of the third period. The time of the goal is brought to you by Crow Mackay, Western Canada's trusted accountants for over 50 years. Find out more at crowmackay.ca. 
Just 50 seconds left in this one. Wild dump it behind the Canuck net. Demko out of the goal to handle. Clears around the near side for Matthew Highmore. He's tied up by Connor Dewar on the forecheck. And now Brad Hunt gets it free and has it deep in his own end. Hunt gets it high off the glass and out to center ice. Now the rest of this game is just a formality right now. With 18 seconds left, zero chance for the Canucks. Just a dozen seconds left in this one. As the Canucks fight it deep into the Minnesota and the Wild fans rise to their feet. The game comes to an end and potentially so do the Canucks playoff hopes as they're doubled tonight in the state of hockey by a final score of six to three. A tough one for the Canucks. Now you go into Minnesota, you don't have Bo Horvat, you don't have Pearson, you're missing a bunch of guys against a gritty tough team like Minnesota has who are absolutely tearing up the league right now. You've got a goaltender that's on fire. It's only lost two games against the Canucks. But ultimately Minnesota was able to absolutely shut them down in the third period. Canucks didn't have a scoring chance. But give this group credit for a gutsy, gritty effort. Another one. And it's unfortunate. They go down 6-3 to three in Minnesota against the Wild. They'll continue the road trip on Saturday when they head to Calgary to face the Flames. And we'll see how things transpire on the out-of-town scoreboard between now and then. But it's fair to say that Canucks needed a little bit of help on the out-of-town scoreboard going into this game. Now they're going to need a lot of help. And that help may just not be coming. Once again, the final score at XL Energy Center in St. Paul. The Wild 6 and the Canucks 3. For Corey Hirsch, this is Brendan Batchelor at the Canucks Broadcast Center in Vancouver. The Canucks Central postgame show is coming up next on Sportsnet 650 and the Sportsnet Radio Network.